It's your birthday. Happy birthday. It's your birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> wow, that's coming in loud. It's coming in hot. It's a great well done, Jason day. Robert. Happy birthday, sir. Magnanimous. All right, that's that's probably enough. I, I, well, it's, it's almost over. I, I, one second. I don't know how to stop it. Oh, yes. Well, this is Jason Roberts' birthday. A king amongst men. The magnanimous, the insanely awesome Jason Roberts. <laughs> well, I, that's, uh, I appreciate it. That's that's quite an intro. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I turned uh, 53 yesterday, or as Sandy and I say, 35, because it just depends on how you look at it, right? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> 35, 35 sounds a little better than uh, 53. It certainly does. You just oh, that's, why, that's why it's good to be a math genius. Yeah, you, you can, can just you like, can play with numbers, numbers like that. You can just yeah. play around with numbers. It's like mm-hmm. a magician. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what's, uh, what's happening? What we got on the docket? Well, let's talk about um, Musk. Musk, okay. Musk, I want to talk about uh, this concept that I've been thinking about, uh, peak life incidents. So you mm-hmm. know how like you have like uh, bits per second, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. imagine like in a life you have like peak life incidents per second. So I'll give an example of a peak life incident. So when I was, um, say, 17, mm-hmm. um, I had a friend called Tony and uh, we were out partying. And um, he says he said to me at like two a.m. in the morning. He's like, "Let's go and get some. Let's let's actually. It was even later than that. It was more like four or five a.m. Now that I think about it, he's like, let 'Let's get some breakfast.' He's like, there's a cool place on Carnaby Street called Harry's.' Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't have any money. He's like, don't worry, it's my treat. It's my treat. So we go to this bar at like five a.m. It's one of these. It's like a, a restaurant place. And the end of the meal comes, and he's like, "Hey, hey, Justin, um." come downstairs. I just want to talk to you about something downstairs in the toilet here. So we go down to the toilet and he says, I don't have any money. <laughs> and I'm like, what the? Great. And he's like, we're going out this window. <laughs> so he climbs out the window and I climb out the window after him. And we are like it breaking in, out of this restaurant in the middle of London. And then it's, I don't know if you know the way that's, I mean, obviously, you know, the way cities work with like new, like you can imagine like New York, like blocks or whatever. So imagine you're in the middle of this block of shops. So we're mm-hmm. in that kind of a place. There's no way out except for fire escapes over the wall to the next place where we find ourselves in a beer garden of a pub. Again, still in the back, in the middle of the block. I'm like, what are we going to do? He picks up a barrel, an empty barrel of beer, throws it through the window. So we run through the window. Then he picks up a chair, throws it through the window, through the front of the shop. We run through there. Then we hear sirens. And then we're like running like crazy. And that is what I classify as a peak life moment. And I don't know how many you've had of those. But I mean, that that's that's a that's an extreme one. I mean, granted. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, it's just these moments in life where, wow, that's crazy shit happened. And I mean, I don't know how many you've had. I've probably had like a hundred of hundred crazy things in my life happen but elon musk has had thousands like thousands <laughs> i don't know i haven't had any drunken escapades because i don't drink but uh i've definitely had my share of uh of uh situations well what happened with that Did you guys get caught or not 
No, no, we ran. We, so we, you kept. We got, so that's where that's why you kept doing that stuff. No, I did <laughs> not keep doing that? that stuff. I mean, I don't have a hundred. No, every. I like. I would say almost every crazy thing like that that happened to me was as a result of. I guess I I just like hunt out interesting people, you know. So uh, and I just they do interesting things, and then I find myself in the middle of it. <laughs> <laughs> or the chaotic things. The chaotic things. Or yeah. evil, so, or I mean, uh, illegal things. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, it, I mean that that's just an example. I mean, that's just, a, I, I guess, an illegal example. But there are lots of examples. Like, for example, you know, the time that Musk is having a text with the leader of Ukraine about whether they should do the, mm-hmm. you know, whether they should do, yeah, yeah. do that so what, so, what, so what do you want to say in, 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 in regards to Musk? Musk has had a lot more of these. I right. just, I I mean, just think he's know, like, no, I mean, I think he's like, he, he may be pushing the bar. He may be pushing the bar for any human to have had more of these peak life moments of all different varieties. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he's had so many in, de- in every different way from even from when he was a kid to when he was older. And it's just insane how much life experience he's had. And even, even stranger is when he's not having his life experience, then he's in the middle of a hardcore game. So he's just, he's just like always on, always gaming, always craziness. Yeah. Well, first of all, have you finished reading the book yet? I'm like super close to the end. Um, Okay, I'm so you're most the way through it. Okay, I'm I'm literally mo- I'm just almost out the other side of the Twitter stuff, and it's such a shame that the Twitter stuff even happened <laughs> because it's like the book was really good, and I mean there was there was there was very few negatives until until Twitter, and then all of a sudden it's like, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah. I well, in terms of Twitter thing, I'm not I'm not against it. I mean, I think it was mm. important that he did it. I mean, yeah, Twitter no. was Twitter was owned by the far left, and it and it deranged our um, national conversation because the media lives on there. It was it was serving Twitter was serving as the editor for the mainstream media. No, that's true. That's and valid. as a result of that, it it really pulled the the country to the far left because it basically just deamplified or censored anybody who was left of the far or right of the far left. And it just got worse and worse and worse. So I don't. It's other people. People say, "Oh, well, it's terrible that he got into this." Somebody had to fix it, you know. And you might say, "Well, there's still problems with Twitter." You might say, "Well, it doesn't." He, you know, he hasn't fixed it. But um, the 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 left is no longer has the uh, or the far left, I should say, no longer has the thumb on the uh, on the scale of 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 uh, the Overton window. You know, they no longer can control the discourse like they could. Which so is I, a really big deal for democracy. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I've got a few different things to say about this. I mean, one is that just that setting the bar for peak life moments. I mean, he's he's done some insane stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, let's talk about that because I think that is yeah. important. I yeah. mean, the one thing I think you 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 well, there's many things you can pull away from reading this book. One is he has done so much; it's hard to even write a book about it. Yeah, I mean, it'd be like, I mean, they, they just barely talked about Solar City. They barely talked. They even talk about the Hyperloop. I don't think a boring company or uh, or Neuralink. I mean, these things were just touched upon because they couldn't. There was too much. Too much. There was too, too much. much going on. Uh, it's just, it's just sort and, of incredible. And as new thing came in, I just sort of, I felt myself kind of going, "Oh my god!" Like, like because you'd already seen these other things happen, and it's like. Oh, that that's that's a lifetime's worth of pain right there. And then this new thing came in, this new idea, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, Elon, just fucking stop it. <laughs> you know? 
No, but that's what makes him that's what makes him a, a world changer, right? Because he's not going to stop. Where most people, they have their big win and then they kind of sail off into the sunset, right? I mean, they yeah. you, the, you know, which is which is totally fine, you know? I mean, think about like the other uh, major companies. Like you oh, know, yeah. Microsoft I mean, Bill Gates was hardcore for 15 years or whatever, and then he just had, had basically had enough and took off and be- become a philanthropist and sort of rewrite his name in history. And then, you know, look at Sergey and Larry, Google. Yeah, same difference. Yeah, they kind of. I don't know what. That's same with him and Steve Jobs as well. I mean, he All did, he'd done he'd done Pixar, but but I mean, so so this is something well, else. No, Steve mean, Jobs did come back. Steve Jobs was still in the game. He just died. So you well, tell, tell us about. Tell, so you said that was important. Why 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 do you say that's important? Why is what was important? I said peak life moments, and then you said. Well, yeah, and I that's think important. it's an. I think it's. A, I think it's just an interesting thing to point out about Musk because it's just an order of magnitude. Yeah, greater than anybody. You know, I guess the only person you could really think of would be maybe Edison. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, he, you know, whether it was electricity or moving pictures or whatever. I mean, it was just like one invention of just reinventing, creating the foundations of a whole new industries of modern life. I mean, Edison, light bulb. I mean, for Christ's sakes, I mean, he like he invented modern modern living conditions. Well, no, but it's this, it's a similar in a sense. It's similar because you know when you go deeper, Edison didn't personally invent the light bulb, but he did actually sort of get it and then take it to the next levels. And that's the same with Musk. Yeah, well, like you can't he do everything by yourself. He didn't really invent these things, but he's sort of, he's sort of, he's like, okay. I mean, he does a shitload of refining is what he does. He refines the shit. Well, they drive the process. They drive the process. They frame it. They get the right people on it. They're giving continual feedback. I mean, there's these, 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 um, these other sort of engineers that work for Edison are just like the engineers that work on the Falcon or, yeah, you know, or work on the, uh, the you know, the, the Tesla or whatever. I mean, he is not just some business guy who's in there like, Oh, we got to, you know, we got to open up this industry or we got to, you know, make more money or we, you know, he's in the, in the uh, guts of the engineering. Now, occasionally you get, get disgruntled employees. Like, well, he didn't know what he was talking about, but I think that's pretty much bullshit. Yeah. You know, I think he, yeah. He seems to know quite a bit about uh, about about the engineering that's going on for all these things. What he does do, though, is he is he makes overly optimistic projections, and then then he looks like he's either a bullshitter or, or he doesn't deluded, know, doesn't understand stuff. Yeah, but I think I think you talk to any um, any entrepreneurial engineer, and they're basically doing the same thing, and it's mm. because. Um, that's just the that's just the reality of creating new technology is that you don't really know how long it's going to take, and you're typically uh, underestimating the difficulties and overestimate and you know, underestimating how much time it's going to take and stuff like that. And and the stuff he's doing is vastly more complicated than the things that most people just can't even get right and about basic software pieces of software. I mean, think of, you know, I'm, yeah, okay, so you know, in, like in the Ashley Vance book, there was some examples and. It gave me some insight. Okay, he's in the trenches. He's he mm-hmm. sort of gets things, but in this book, Walter Isaacson, time after time after time after time for the entire book, explains in detail how he's how he's there saying it doesn't need four 
four bolts. It just needs two bolts because of the mass, because of this. And it's just like time after time of these just deeply detailed incidents of engineering. And it's like, okay, after the hundredth time, you're like, all right, I get it. He is fucking in this. Like, there's no, this is, this is not just a lip service. Like, he is in this shit. Well, a, a couple things about it is the same thing. He, he does have something very similar to Steve Jobs, a drive for simplicity. Where Steve Jobs, it was a drive for design or product simplicity. Elon does that as well for you know the for the 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 product simplicity whether it's you know the look and feel of of uh the car the tesla you know model x or model s or whatever i mean he's he's cares about that but he cares very much about the simplicity of the engineering because he understands at a, at a fundamental level that complexity is the enemy of reliability and of progress the more a code base, for example, gets complex, you know, as well as I know, and every, everyone who listens to the show who's a, an experienced programmer knows that the more complex it becomes, the slower things move. And yeah. he's like, has to be simpler. We, it's got to be a way to simpler. You know, he may not always know with 100% certitude that it can be simpler. He's just saying, my instinct tells me this is probably, it, it, it has to be simpler. We don't need as many valves and tubes. Like, who who says we have to do this, right? And it turns out he tends to be right many more times than he's wrong. Sometimes he will be wrong. And sometimes he'll, yeah. and that's part of the, the algorithm, the Musk algorithm, as he describes it about question every uh, requirement and there always has to be a name and who made the requirement and test and delete everything you can. If we're not adding back 10% more then we haven't deleted enough, you know, and um, that's just like, it's, it's a continually refactoring. It's like a refactoring your code base. You know how it is when you go yeah. refactor, sometimes you delete some stuff too much and just like, Oh right, I probably going to put that back in, right? We do it's iterative and when I talk to to friends who say, well, he's not going to he's not going to succeed with X because he doesn't understand um personalities and this thing. And and I am just like I'm just like dumb. you you kind of have to read the book to understand that those those kind of concepts don't really matter because he's he's iterative to the point where he will completely and utterly change his opinion and his core belief about something if it does turn out to be wrong and incorrect and doesn't get him somewhere. So he was just going to iterate towards the, the truth, whatever that truth may be. Mm -hmm. Now, he, um, the thing with Twitter is he does keep doing just crazy shit. Like he just... He just keeps, like he, as he says himself, stabbing himself in the leg, stabbing himself in the eye with a fork. He, if he succeeds, it's, and which he probably will, it's, it is in spite of himself. Like he is totally not handling that. And I think I completely agree with Isaacson in that it is the replay of the bullying. Like this is, this is, this is a completely psychological thing. Like he feels like it's his, it's the playground. He's trying to own the playground and he's, he's sort of acting in that way and he's acting out all the time. And I agree. I with don't that. know. I think it's a little bit of pop psychology bullshit there, but you think, okay, fine. You think? Yeah. I think that's, I mean, okay, maybe, no, I don't know. Some just some small degree. I think he's I mean, just dude, trying to. He's he's think, flinging. I I, I mean, he needs to. Don't you think if anyone needs to see a therapist, it's that guy? <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't. I don't think a therapist is going to help. I mean, he's he's kind of like he's kind of a, a, a you know a manic depressive or bipolar or something. I mean, right, he has yeah. that aspect to him. That's that seems clear in the book. He has some some condition, whether it's a true medical condition or whatever. He has an extreme personality thing where he just like 
he, you know, when things get calm for just a short period of time, he immediately is like, okay, we, this is moving too slow. And he goes in and we have to have a surge. We have to bring everybody and we got to push this rocket out or move this engineering process forward. I mean, he just dives in and I mean, he's, you know, he can't, he just can't be um, relaxed. He can't be content for any period of time. And um, that's what drove, uh, I guess, essentially what drove his uh, second wife away. She was, she was a real sweetheart, but she just is like, <laughs> it's just too much. I mean, it was just, right. uh, but it was also moves the needle. It's like, it's like what uh, Grimes said. It's like, you know, the, the demon mode isn't pleasant, but it gets shit done. Right. I mean, he reminds me, he is like, you know, he reminds me of exactly, he's like George Patton. The general, do you, remember, do you know? Are you familiar with General he, Patton? He, I, I'm I'm not familiar, but but a lot of the time I thought I remember myself thinking, this just seems like a war general, like Napoleon or something. Oh like yeah. That. He, so 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 General Patton was the by far the best general in World War Two, at least on the Allied side, and he was just a total hard ass, and he'd be like. We're gonna push hard. We're good through. We're gonna beat, you know. And he was like in, in, in a race with Montgomery, who was the uh, British general, to 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 take Italy and to to race to Germany or whatever. And and um, which was like kind of just a made up thing, right? Like no, like you know, the Allies were like, look, you you're taking the southern. You're gonna support Montgomery's flank and all this kind of stuff. And but but uh, Patton wasn't wasn't content with that, you know. And so like. He would um, he pushed right like he and like there was remember this this in the mo- in one of the movie the the movie on Patton which is great by the way um, and you know Patton gets out and and like there's a big you know traffic jam this happened all the time when you have these huge columns of military vehicles going through somewhere they get stuck and he's like what the hell's going on? he goes over this jeep and he starts uh, being like sort of the um, the uh, you know, the traffic the conductor, right? He's like, you get here, move on, push. He's like getting in there, pushing everyone through and pushing and yelling and just getting it. And he gets everybody through and everybody believe everybody believes they're going to win with Patton. They're all believing he would just get in there and he would push, he would make these unrealistic, you know, um, uh, goals. Like we're going to, you know, we're going to go this fast. We're going to take this area. We're going to take the, beat this army. And he would, he would do it. He would will it into existence. But, um, and but there was one time when um, his this was sort of t- I think near the Battle of the Bulge. This was sort of uh, you know anyway the the um, his son-in-law I think it was like a major at the time was captured and was held in a in a German prisoner camp and he found this out from in, so he had some intel on this so he sent out an expedition a, a force to go in and rescue. To, to 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 get all the prisoners out, to rescue the prisoners in this German camp, right? And to and to rescue a son-in-law. Well, he didn't send enough equipment. He underestimated. And it turned out to be a huge fail. Like they um, you know, uh some of the prisoners got sh- you know, got got out, but then got shot. Like his his son-in-law got shot in the ass and he had stuff go back into the German hospital and and a lot of their tanks and stuff got captured and and in the end, you know, the, I think Patton's forces did take have to take it up, take it over. They had to go in again a second time, and and uh, but it was a fail. He overestimated what he could do. They get cocky, yeah. right? And and that's what happens is these guys who are just push and rush, push. They're right a lot of time, and they do superhuman things that other people just can't do. But sometimes they overreach, and they sometimes overreach. they fuck up. And you know, um, in a war, sometimes people die. In um, in uh, people aren't dying in these 
these startups or whatever these companies but it's very similar very similar he's like he's like Patton well people sure. do die because of self-driving but that's another discussion I don't want to get into that right now that's something that comes out what I want what I want to say next is that um it, with take David Bowie one thing that people don't really appreciate with David Bowie is he was a master musician a master mm -hmm. like people just think of him as oh he was the, the sort of great singer he was that front man kind of guy but he was a master pianist he was a master saxophonist like just mm -hmm. many many different instruments that he could play and so musk reminds me of that in the sense that he's an absolute student of war history and so he's he's obsessed with war history and he watches war documentaries all the time so he's always thinking about strategy and he's obsessed with strategy games which he's played his whole life games mm -hmm. like the kind of game that you like playing which is which colby's building right now mm -hmm. polytopia and those kind of games absolutely obsessed with those games i mean literally mm -hmm of fucking zest mm -hmm. and plays them any moment that he's got downtime that he isn't playing something else weird like Elden Ring and it is such a huge part of his his life i mean he basically plays life like a game he's like all the chips in the on the table every time like and that that the thing about Polytopia is i believe that you get 30 moves and so you have to kind of be all in and i think that's how he plays life <laughs> Mm -hmm. That's his Polytopia is his favorite game. He's like, all right, I've got 30 moves. I fucking I'm on move 25, I'm putting everything in. <laughs> and I'm just yeah. going for the next move. Well, uh that Polytopia I think has different modes depending you can set the number of move, but you could have a limited move uh right. situation. I'm not sure that's I think they're depending on how long of a game you want to play, but yeah, yeah. like that their point still stands. Um Yeah, I mean um you know, one of the things, too, that I thought was kind of interesting is Isaacson was like, yeah, you know, because he really kind of hit past his judge. He was like, well, do you have to be an asshole to be the successful? Because, like, him and Jobs were kind of seen as sort of assholes, right? Yeah. And and he's like, well, I don't think you necessarily have to be – you don't necessarily have to be an asshole. And, you know, and my, 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 my thought on it is this. It's like, you know, he hurt some people's feelings. Right, he made some people feel bad. He fired some people. So what? I mean, so what? So, so you know, it's like these people get in and they're they're making half a million dollars a year as some VP of, you know, development or some engineering, and they have a job there three or five years, and they get fired, and they get a job at any other aerospace. You've been at SpaceX. I mean, that right? does. I mean, it's that like it's downplays. Like, a little bit. It does downplay it a little bit because, for example, the one guy who worked with him for 15 years, nights and weekends, and then he he let him down by uh, writing the, mm -hmm. the thing for NASA, which basically made him look bad. And he was like, well, I think we've come to the end of our time together. And that was like after, like, he, that was a total guy. So basically, there is zero loyalty here. Like, no matter how mm -hmm. good you are, no matter how long you've been with him, if you fuck up once, you're out. Yeah. And so well, that's... Yeah, so, so what? I mean, so what? I mean, in, in, scheme, in the scheme of the world, so you have a couple, few hundred people have had their feelings hurt and a few hundred people have had their, I mean, in terms of what he's been able to do with rocket technology, I mean, SpaceX puts more tonnage into space than all of the rest of the nations and companies combined. Not to mention that he basically created the entire electric car industry from scratch. Everybody thought this was bullshit. He did something that nobody else was going to do, nobody else can do. He did both of those things. 
And all these people who worked there, who got fired, who may, get, may have gotten yelled at one time, they're adults, you know? So what, they get a job somewhere else. I mean, it's like, it's like the NFL, right? You know, um, for people who aren't American, the National Football League. You know what NFL stands for? Not for long. National fo- not for long. <laughs> right? You're going to yeah. get cut. You're going to go play for one, two, five, maybe if you're real lucky, seven, eight years, and you get to play, and you make, hun- at the very least, the league in minimum hundreds of thousands of dollars, probably make millions of dollars. And at a certain point, they're going to say, you're not good enough anymore. Sorry, you're cut. You know, there's there's multiple examples of the other way around where people were like working for him and then they're just like oh my god this is too fucking much so then they leave and then they go and work in a normal company and then like they're in there for a couple of years and they're like okay this is too fucking boring all right i would rather work in hell with elon musk and just like be at the end of my tether than be bored yeah i mean (laughs) it's like guys who work for boeing i mean boeing isn't doing (laughs) shit i mean they get billions of dollars of funding they still haven't launched anything I mean, it's it's like it's just a it's a so government subsidized, um, you know, make work program. The the whole Boeing, Raytheon, whatever I forget what that that group of companies that are sort of supposed to be creating another alternate okay. launch thing. So anyway, I just okay. I just my opinion is like I think that um, uh, yeah, it, you know, is it is it is it is it? It'd be great if Musk could do this. And, and and not be an asshole at times, you know, or deliver the news in a slightly nicer way. But it doesn't really matter. It's not that big of a deal, right? These are adults. He's not yelling at five-year-olds. He's dealing at extremely high-paid people who have who can get a job in 10 minutes. And then they have their Musk story. They got their SpaceX, their Tesla, their Neuralink story. Like, yeah, I worked at Musk. Yeah, or, it's like I worked for Steve Jobs. I did it for four or five or six years. It was crazy. I don't know. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's quite a... You know he's a he's he's a hard ass. Whatever. Now you're work. Now you do your other own your own aerospace or startup, or you work for the other companies. And it's like it's just like it, it just doesn't matter. It's not important. All right. So the, so here's the question I want to ask you. This is the key question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, two questions. It's a two part question. First of all, for the things that Musk focuses on, like robo taxis, SpaceX, X, possibly. Do you think he's going to succeed? Like, is he going to succeed at everything? Or what do you... Like, do you think he's going to succeed at X turning it into this big media uh, brand? Do you think he's going to succeed with robo-taxis, making it so that there's like 5 million robo-taxis? Do you think he's going to succeed with Optimus and that everyone's going to have robots in their home? Do you think he's going to succeed with Starlink? Like, I don't know. What- I mean, I think Starlink is already succeeding. Yeah, okay. Starlink succeed. Is Tesla going to succeed? Tesla's a trillion dollar company. Tesla, yeah, Tesla's already a success. Is it going to can it be a success? Yes. Is is SpaceX going to be a success? SpaceX is already a success. Um, there are other things. Is Solar City a success? I don't know. It's not a success yet. No, I'm not talking you know. about Solar City. So I'm specifically talking about oh Optimus, Star- Robotaxis. Starlink, Optimus, Robotaxis, um, AI. Okay, so. Um, Let's go from the most likely to succeed to the least likely. Um, yeah. uh, Starlink, I think that's already proven to be a success. It's, gonna, and it's continued it's, to be yeah. success. That's so, that's, and, and he's going to hit his target. He's going to get sixty thousand satellites in space, and it's going to provide internet. Is it going to have on the? T- it's going to happen on his timeline. Probably not. 
he sets no. as, as he sets a possible time, but it doesn't matter if it's a year late. I mean, it's 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 um or two years after, but it'll happen, and he'll it'll force happen. it into yeah. existence. Um, what was it, Optimus, the robots, or the? Well, let, let me let me just let me just tell you one thing about the robo the robo taxis because full self driving twelve um, has been released, and I watched the full the full drive where so basically prior to prior to FSD twelve. Everything was rules based, so they had coders writing in three hundred thousand. There's like yeah. up to three hundred thousand lines of rules, and they've got they've axed all of that now. It's all and it's just one hundred percent based on just just like ChatGPT, just like no, it's not ChatGPT. No, no, you know, I mean, you know what I mean. I don't mean ChatGPT. <laughs> I mean fucking mach- learning. You know what I'm it's saying? It's machine learning. It's a neural net. It's yeah, a mach- neural net. Yeah, it's a neural net. Right, and it and it it does extremely well. So I can tell you, in my in my humble opinion, that is going to work. That robot taxis are going to be a thing. They're going to solve the problems, and um, I also think that by the same token, the same thing's going to happen with Opt- with Optimus. So this is this is the question that I've got for you. Okay, just take a step back. Ten years in the future, an older guy with bipolar and manic depression is a single person in control of 60,000 satellites, 5 million robotaxis, 10 million robots in everyone's home, thousands of rockets going to Mars, Neuralink implanting millions of chips in people's brains, the largest media system on the planet. And you, the person who always says, um, if one person has too much control, it can be a bad he thing. Is, he is nothing compared to the US government. Okay. The U.S. government could 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 end his life, could could undermine him with with the C- if the CIA wanted to take him to 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 to, to um, marginalize him in any way it wanted to, it could. I mean, it's it's, it's not even an extent question. I mean, I mean, it's just like it's like those uh, those billionaires in in China they just got disappear. What was the guy who uh, the who um, was in charge of Alibaba and all that stuff or whatever? Um, mm-hmm. Jack Ma. He just got disappeared and went to like a re-education camp. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're nothing. You are we as individuals, I don't care how rich you are, you're nothing compared to the system, to the government. Especially to the, to the you know, the intelligence agencies and whatever. I mean, if if at any point, you know, and of course you could be more obvious about it if you're the CCP, the US does not have to it has to be a lot more uh, subtle about how it undermines you, but you know, I mean, all I mean, all all you all would have to do, all the NSA would have to do, is get into your computer systems, put on some child porn, get some complaint about blah blah blah, get a subpoena, find the child porn on your um on your laptop, and you're done. That's it. You're done. That is true. That is true, and that strangely puts my mind at ease. <laughs> <laughs> because because yeah, because like the way that it's sh- the way things are shaping up it's like one of those bond movies where you sort of like you remember that bond movie with that one guy who has all the satellites mm-hmm. and like you know you come to the big party at the end and it's like he's like he's gonna he's focusing his satellites on taking out the world <laughs> i don't know, know which he's one like, that is but yeah there's a lot like, of things like the moonraker or he's whatever, like gonna yeah. blow up he's gonna like blow up new york he's like this is just a this is just a taste of my power mr bond <laughs> and then blowing up a city somewhere I think you have to worry less. I think you have to worry less about Musk or Bezos or any of these people. I think what you have to worry about is um, the government becoming incredibly 
large, overly complex, politicized, dysfunctional, and unaccountable. Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's what that's what's you know if you're like well what's you know what's causing problems is 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 Tesla causing problems in your life, Justin? Nope. Yeah. Right now is. Is SpaceX causing problems? And these things aren't causing problems. These are creating opportunities. This is moving the world forward. You know? Now you may, if you are on the far left, be you know, have your nose tweaked that, you know, about what's going on with Twitter, but you know, most people are it does has not made their life worse. And that's about the most people can complain. Everything else is creating new technologies and new and jobs and opportunities and things that didn't exist. Proving there, that a future can happen that people thought couldn't happen. Like electric cars were a pipe dream. They were these silly little goat carts with with uh, solar panels on <laughs> them that cuts. you know, like MIT or Caltech would have a little grad student competition with, and we go, oh, that looks stupid. And then that's you know, you know, um, or are are the U.S. using Russian rock having to use Russian rockets to get things up and down to space, right? He's yeah, fixed that stuff. Um, that's not your problem. Your problem. Our problem is, our potential problem is the government becoming more and more and more dysfunctional. And that's what happens with like large companies. The bigger they get, the more complex they get, the less accountable everybody is, the less work anybody's doing, the less progress being made, the less chances anybody takes. And, and then you just find out that you have these, you just have thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people working for some department doing effectively nothing of any utility. It's just sucking up resources and just gumming up life for everybody else. That's your problem, Justin. Guess you want to know what your problem is. <laughs> and and yeah, like why and doesn't so everything that, work well? Why is everything? It's like, well, I, you know, akin to that, slightly akin to that is this idea of the Orwell versus the the Huxley vi- vision the of the future. Mm-hmm. So basically, the Orwell vision of the future was they'd be looking at us, they'd be doing everything we're doing, whereas the Huxley vision of the future is. Twitter, like everything is just going to be so fucking entertaining. We're going to lose our own minds. <laughs> like we're just going to be so entertained with life. I think it's kind of a mix. I think I think both of them. I think you'd pro- if you probably had a like a scorecard, you know, maybe Brave New World is it as edges out in terms of what's which dystopian reality is closer. Um, but I think there's aspects of both that have that are being realized and are, and could come into the full realization in the next. 20, 30 years. But um, you know, speaking of, what you see those those new uh those new glasses um, that ray that uh, the Ray-Ban meta glasses, the Ray-Ban ones, the yeah. new the, the, the new Google I saw, glass. I, I saw a snippet. I saw a snippet of an and my first thought was, wait, didn't we already try that and ridicule that? Like, haven't we gone through a round yeah, of ridicule? Yeah, the the, 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 the for if you're wearing those, you were called a glass hole. <laughs> yeah. Right? Are we, are we going to go through a second round of ridicule, or is this is it going to be cool this time? Because remember, Scoble was running around with those all day long. Every yeah, day. they're yeah. amazing. And and one of the problems with them are is that oh, can you hear this dogs? My dogs barking. Yeah, they oh, sound okay. like big monsters. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully, but not but that, not so loud that not it's painful. The, not, for example, it's not as painful on the ears as that birthday song, which was God. Okay, so um. The thing about them is they they look they actually don't look stupid. 
right? See, a lot of a lot of this sort of like VR, AR stuff, they it just would look ridiculous, and people don't like looking ridiculous. They don't like looking uncool. That's one of the things I when you and I've had discussions about this. You know, like, do you think we're going to watch this and that? And I said, not if you look an idiot. Yeah, you know, no yeah. people are going to wear things that make them look stupid. Um, but if things look, if people look cool, right? Then sure. And if it adds a bunch of really fun functionality and and things, then yeah. And um, so I can see these things working, right? Because they have okay. the cool factor, they have the style factor. They're not overly obtrusive or whatever. The problem with this, if you can record just by looking at people everything everyone is going to feel like they're rec- being recorded all the time and once it's been shown which is should be obvious but it's been shown in studies that people behave differently when they think they're being watched or recorded yeah and if every if you know it'll take a while before there's enough of these out there but if in six seven eight ten years a large number of people are wearing glasses that you can tell are smart glasses or whatever and mm. can be recording you at any time and then a snippet of you saying anything to anyone out of context can be up on TikTok and centered and ridiculed oh look at this guy he's a blah blah, blah you know then everyone's going to feel really really uncomfortable that's like they call it uh, a big brother you have a little brother unless unless it's so Shit, and unless it gets reduced to the size of contact lens, contact lenses, and then you just don't even know. I mean, but that's I, what I, well, mean. I guess it's the same difference. I guess it's the same. It's the same thing. Like if you just think you're being recorded anytime, there'll be. It will ruin. That will ruin society. Yeah, for sure. People like, will have no one really, will have any. People have a really hard time having a honest, open conversation, Relaxed. even with their friends. If you're sitting in a cafe and somebody's somebody's in the one table over, they start recording you because they can they overhear some conversation you have and it's like people uh, already have a hard time having a conversation with their friends in a cafe because of technology, because everyone's picking up their phones. Yeah. Well this like, is this is like, even yeah, this would be next level. It's like taking that like 10X or hundred X or something. Like remember like twenty years ago it was easy to talk to people in a cafe. Yeah, well like now um yeah, I mean, now if you you probably haven't seen this, but there's this there was this whole um, sort of like genre of video where girls would go to the gym, dressed scantily clad, they're doing their workout, and they set up a phone of the, videotaping themselves doing some workout, and it would catch some guy in the corner of it, and be like, "Oh, this creepy guy's looking at me," whatever. And it was like a total setup. The guy wasn't even looking at her. The guy just glanced over at her because of this girl recording herself and kind of talking to something. And you're like, "What is that going on?" And now he's a creepy guy who's leering at her. And she's, but she's making a spectacle of herself in a in a in a gym, and so this happened over and over and over. And all these girls, for clicks, for attention, would set up this situation where there a creepy guy is leering at them, and to the point where it's like, um, then there's a whole backlash against it, where guys are like, "This is not cool." You know, you're you're going to the gym in a space where people are trying to exercise. You're making a spectacle of yourself, and you're setting people up to get attention to play the victim or whatever. So this would be the kind of thing where people will set other people up if it'll get them attention, if they get them clicks. I right? mean, totally, totally. That makes a lot of sense. Well, you know, on in a similar vein, did you see the Lex Friedman and Mark Zuckerberg demo? I knew you were going to ask me. I was when I was driving to get lunch today. I said, "I know he's going to ask me about that video, and I haven't watched it." Shit. <laughs> and I was going to go watch it, but it's I ended up shame. having a tech support issue right before you call, right before you gave me the link, so I didn't get a chance. So, so it's called. They're called. Um, co- I think they're called Codec Avatars. So, so what what they're doing is you you know like 
the games, like the most modern games, um, how everything looks so realistic. Mm-hmm. So what they what they do right now is they go in for just full uh, game scanning of a person. So like Lex Friedman went in, and it takes like half a day scanning every aspect of him, all of his all of his just features. And, you. Oh, can you're you? Back, you're back now. Go on, say it again. Yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> what, what was the last thing I said? Just start over with the with the the codec. Oh, codec avatar. Yeah, so it's called like um, video codec or okay. uh, uh, like avatar codec or something like that. So you know how with with like modern games, I'm trying to think of like Xbox Three or whatever, like Unreal Engine Five or whatever it is, and they everyone looks completely realistic. There's like you know five trillion triangles. You know? So what? So basically, um, Lex Friedman and uh mark zuckerberg both went and got scanned and they did a full like like as if they were going to appear in a game they did a full complete scanning of them like every expression every aspect of them is scanned and um then it can render them as well as like one of these unreal five games so they're so they're then speaking to each other from you know two ends of america but the the quest three has enough um capability and enough scanners to basically scan emotions of the entire face and even some of the body and so they're having this conversation with each other and lex freeman is just like i cannot believe this i i he kept on coming back to it i have no words for this this is insane you are right there in front of me i am here my brain is like in this space like everything else before this was just avatars it was just completely fake but this is more immersive than anything I've ever experienced in my life. Like, I am right here. And Zuckerberg was saying the same thing. And also, as a viewer, the, the Zuckerberg was saying, you know, I, I, we've really been wondering, like, is this going to translate to 2D? Because so far, everything that anyone's done never translates to 2D. But this is just so realistic. What are people going to think about this 2D video? Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, it... It just looks like a video of two people talking. It is fucking insane. <laughs> so, uh, so what's the use case of this over, say, video? Like, because you and I are speaking over this Riverside FM. You're full video. You're like right here. Yeah. Right yeah. there you are. You're I like mean, the, right you, here, Justin. Like you're right here, but you're not. Right. So, I, what's the well, what's the, the difference? It's basically the same as us being in the room together. So it's just it just takes things to the next level, like as if we're in the same room. And it just puts, I guess, a weird sheen on reality. <laughs> so, like, I mean, you must admit it is quite nice for us to be recording in the same room. It's better than being on Zoom. So it's like, it's obviously not as good as us being in the same room, but it's very, very close. Yeah, I'm just curious. I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not like questioning so much. I'm just curious what, what you think the use cases is. It's like, it's going to replace what people do for like, like Zoom, essentially. Is people are going to get no, into I sort think, of I th- what, what's I the... think there's there's going to be many I think there's going to be many many use cases like virtual I mean, so, conferences or meeting virtual oh, it's meetups. Mu- it's much more than that. It's it's like I mean, so right now the scan. Remember I told you about the scanning process. Like that's prohibitive. Mm-hmm. So what they're working towards is being able to actually scan you quickly with a phone, just mm-hmm. to quick the quick scan. If they can get to that stage, essentially what it means is it means that grandma can speak to her grandkid on the other side of the planet, but actually feel the same endorphins <laughs> as if she, they were actually there. Like Because uh-huh. there's not even a flat screen. It's just like completely immersive, like the person's there. And I think that's what it means. So it's, it's, it's raising 
technology to the scary matrix level, like it's 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 sort of one step away from being, you know, uh, maybe not one step away, but significantly closer than just regular screens to being in the matrix to the point where, huh, well, maybe we should just give up our bodies and just become batteries, you know? <laughs> you seem like you have a, a fear seems to be like very associated with a lot of this technology for you. Like Vosk and stuff. Like, you seem like you have a lot of fear. Like you're scared of a lot of this. Stuff. I mean, why I do. You, I, what's I, with all the fear? I, why are you so scared? It's true. Well, it's because I. It's. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Because I've been thinking. Um, because I've never believed it as much until now, and so then I'm cycling through. I'm sort of just projecting into the future, which is something you say that I can't do. But maybe I. I'm. Maybe I'm really bad at it. But um, I'm. I'm projecting into the future about these possibilities and thinking. Because I'm, I'm thinking about my son. Really, is what it is. I'm thinking about Jack. I'm thinking. Fuck. I hate that idea for Jack. Like I hate that idea that one person who goes who's a, like a, a bipolar manic depressive can have like can just have a whim and something crazy can happen in a world that my son lives in. So that's that's something, you know. And then the this other stuff. I mean, so I guess it's just based around Jack being a dad. That's that's the reason where it comes from. So you're said you're scared of Musk. Is that what you're saying? You say I mean I'm not scared. No, no, I'm I'm both. He's in afraid awe of, of him, Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm I'm basically in awe of him, uh, while at the same time being a little bit stressed that if he succeeds at everything, it's a bit um, it's 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 just a little bit scary as well. But you're right, you know the government. I mean, it's already scary. In fact, life is already scary. As you as that time your brother came on the show, he said one time uh, we were like, I don't know, did I Fukushima? Say, we were talking about the no, Fukushima. no. I I said to him, so what what like what are the chances of an earthquake? You know, right now, like, and he's like. Oh well, I mean, every minute of every day is the same chance of an earthquake. <laughs> You've always got complete chance that entirety of humanity is going to be completely destroyed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's like, huh, yeah, I'd never really thought about it like that before. Yeah. Now I am scared. <laughs> solar flares, knocking out all our technology, <laughs> gamma ray burst could just wipe out entire solar systems. <laughs> you know, and we wouldn't know. We wouldn't even anticipate it yeah. so so to, to, to answer your question i'm generally not scared about these things unless i'm thinking about them and then i'm like huh <laughs> i think you're getting a little carried away i mean All it's right, just like probably. you're getting a little carried away with the ai i think you're getting a little carried good, away. good good i hope I you would, took me out of it I'd relax it's i'm not worried about any of this stuff it, it's just stuff always takes good, way good, longer good. that's what that's what I, I rely on you for I rely on you talking me out of my own brain it always here. takes longer it's and, and 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 it's like oh we're gonna have the free energy in like two years we're gonna have complete ai we're gonna fly out like all this stuff is just like or next we're two years and it's like 30 years later it's still not here it's like you know you know how long they say they're gonna be able to like cure like you know paralysis or regenerate you know um damaged nerve tissue or we're gonna have you know fusion energy or we're gonna have i mean it's like dude it's like mm-hmm it's like uh, you know, the stuff's been like two years away for yeah, you know, forever. All these things. So I don't know. I mean, and I'm I'm a skeptic. I you know, I'm a long term. I'm a I'm a long term optimist, short term skeptic on a lot of these things. Um, self driving so, um, cars. I'm a skeptic in the short term. I think it's a harder problem than people think, and getting through all the regulatory insurance issues is going to be um, uh, an ongoing problem. That's that people aren't. Um, I don't think are. I think they are appreciate. I think a lot of people are thinking about it, but I, that, I'm, I'm, I think that's more of a problem. Um, I don't know. Just like AI, I don't. I think people are overestimating AI. I think people are a little getting a little high on their own supply. You know. Well, you you didn't hear me because we had a bit of a 
a cutout, but I, I was just saying, I'm glad that you're there to uh, to calm down my amygdala. I appreciate you're it. A little crazy, get a little excited. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I wanted you to talk me out of it. That's kind of why the reason why I brought it up because I've been like thinking about it, and I'm like, shit, I need to talk to Jason. <laughs> Jason's going to talk me out yeah, of this <laughs> a little bit. Get a little fire, get a little crazy there. Okay, so um. All right, so we don't, let's switch gears then. I think we've talked a little bit about our dystopian future. Um, you want to talk about, do you want to do Project Superhero? Yeah, sure. I want yeah. to hear, so what's your what's your status? What's your progress? I mean, so like, you know, I think only a small number of people are actually on the Discord. So they don't, obviously don't know all the things that are you're doing or not doing or the progress you've made. So I think you need to kind of sum it up. To sum it up, you don't have to sum it up, or just but just don't talk to them like as if they're following along on Discord actively, because I don't think a, a lot of them. I are. mean, basically, I'm running. Uh, so I'm I'm as as you probably already know from listening to the show, I'm posting into the Discord every day, and I'm posting my blood sugar numbers, and I'm trying little experiments, or let's just say accidental experiments sometimes, where I accidentally eat a bowl of strawberries and granola and my blood sugar goes through the fucking roof. And then I'm like, Oh, better not do that again. Yeah. Which I told you are just like, you're just cheating. You're just cheating in another word. No, I wasn't trying to cheat. That was, I was, I I just didn't know that that was going to happen. Of course Um, it's going to happen. Of course it's high sugar. No, it hadn't happened before. Like, so I'd eaten, I've eaten exactly those same components in smaller quantities and that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. But when I had a big bowl of it, then that happened. So that's why it's like, yeah. oh, dose, okay. dose, dose dependent. Everything's dose dependent, right? I mean, so, so that, so that's, that's something anyway, but, but long story short is, I mean, health wise, things are going extremely well, generally speaking. Um, my weight is down from, I mean, 227 pounds was kind of where I started and started my personal, um, before this whole thing. Before this this whole ninety days, I was like two hundred and twenty seven. You know, that, that's three the last... months ago. So you were that... you're two twenty seven. No, it's it's last weight that I remember weighing myself before I sort of just stopped weighing myself because I felt too much shame about it. So I it was let's just say that's within the last six months, right? Okay. I definitely weighed two two seven. I didn't really go ahead and weigh myself until after a couple of weeks of being on this. But now, and and I when I started weighing myself. Again, I was two two eighteen. Two eighteen. And how yeah. long how long did you start weighing yourself after you started? Probably a couple of weeks. Okay, yeah. So, so you didn't so just to so understand, you didn't lose nine pounds of, of in the first two weeks. Well that's just water. Yes. Right? That's just water. I know that. Right? So so you were probably at um you know, two twenty, two twenty two, two twenty one. Okay, let's you probably say lost a couple pounds one one to two pounds tops, which is still good. I just just to just to be honest about but it, but I did my my latest um, lowest weight measured like three days ago was two hundred and nine point four. That's great. See, that's still great. So it's that's still great. So you, I mean, you've clearly lost broke, ten pounds. Just, you've lost ten. It's a psychological character. Two hundred. Yeah, you've clearly lost ten solid pounds, which in six months is really good. It's very good. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's been three months for this. It's been actually so the actual logging of things has been ninety days. Okay, okay, so yeah. okay, so we're talking. So I was two hundred and eighteen pounds is the Maybe. first time I logged, which is a couple of weeks afterwards because okay. I I was t- I was felt 
that too much of a level of shame to weigh myself until I'd been doing it for two weeks. Then I weighed myself and then I was 218. Okay, so let's call it 221. So you've lost 12, you lost about a pound a week. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, which, which you know, is, is you know, I, I, I think losing weight too much faster than that is, is ultimately going to be counterproductive because the only way you're going to do that typically is by starving yourself. And when you starve yourself, you, um, you're, you're greatly increasing the chances that you are, A, losing a lot of muscle, and B, you're going to have rebound. You're going to screw up your, your uh, metabolism. Your ghrelin and leptin levels are going to get all messed up. And then you're going to you're going to break down. You're like, I can't do it anymore. And then you go back to eating normal. And then you're going to gain weight faster because you have less muscle to, to burn it. And um, and you just end up fatter anywhere in the first place. <laughs> so don't racing down is not, usually not a good idea. Slow and steady runs the race. I mean, you're talking to the person who drives trucks through loopholes. So it's very unlikely I'd starve myself um, because I'd always skirt the skirt the realms of like the thing I'm doing <laughs> to, to try and get in the maximum good stuff, which is exactly the problem that I do have. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's the reason why I'm at that good, good level. Well, yeah, I mean, you're flirting with it. That's why on the Discord, I was like, dude, don't. You're like, oh, you did 997, I ate 997 calories. I'm like, don't do that. I mean, okay, well, it's fine. And Joe, Joe was like, well, you know, fasting's good. Okay, I'm not talking about fasting. I'm like, oh, I fasted for a day or did this, but you cannot, over an extended period of time, decrease your calories to a really low level like that and maintain it. You will do, it will do more harm than good over the long term. But it's unlikely that I was nine nine seven because, like I said in the post, like I don't. Some things I just don't really actually weigh. Like, for example, a tablespoon of mayonnaise. I just eyeball it, which means you know? it's probably like four tablespoons. That's like a big exactly. Heaping. It's probably like one and a half or something like that. So, so I but I log it down as. But I'm not. I'm not going to go there and like put in a tablespoon of mayonnaise. Scoop off the top. Make sure it's exactly one tablespoon. No, like, you don't have to do that. So, so I'm probably like, it must be at least twenty like ten to twenty percent over what I report. I'm sure of it because of, it's me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it's a good idea for me to just shoot for low, and I'll probably come in at like the way I'm supposed to come in. But anyway, um, well, so- but, but just on that one thing. So th- my recommendation for that anyway is to is to is if you settle on a limited number of meals that you eat. For yeah, breakfast yeah. sandwich, and then you and you and you weigh them or measure them really accurately the first few times. You're like, okay, so I eat the same. This is like one of three breakfasts I eat, right? Maybe you say I'm I can't a believer eat. in that. Then you and you kind of say, okay, well, this is 600 calories. This is 540 calories. This is okay, and I've I've done it. And then you just know, and then you don't have to think about it. Um, but the, the problem is, and this is the thing I've kind of warned you against, is when you're like just making shit up every day. Well, maybe I'll have this, or I'll have this, or this tastes good. Like that is <laughs> a recipe for fuck I've got to test stuff first. I don't know what it is. I think I found one thing that I really like, um, mm-hmm. which is the Anthony's chicken thing. Um, so I think I found my my lunch. And then I'll just need to work out, work on a, a, a breakfast next, and then I'm good to go. Um, but anyway... So my my blood sugar is not perfect. Um, I think I'm still having too much fat. I was thought that maybe I could have more, no, but I don't know. I could have told you that. Everybody in the channel could have told you you shouldn't have gone above 50 grams of... <laughs> like, oh, maybe I go... So, it's like, dude, well, you're, I'm just experimenting. No, you're cheating. Stay below 50 grams. You're not... Don't go above 50 grams. I mean, that number wasn't pulled out of thin air. Wasn't that Wasn't that something that the diabetic... No, no, well, no I mean, 50 grams is already above what they recommend. 
Yeah, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say this to you. Like they rec- <laughs> they recommend twenty grams if you are completely sedentary, 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 and forty grams if you are not sedentary. So I, I'm saying fifty grams. <laughs> Dude, you're like thirty. You're half sedentary. You're walking like eight thousand, nine thousand steps. That's barely doing any. What are you talking about? You're like thirty tops. You're like oh, seventy. So you, all right, all right. L- you are I'll not. Try, you I, are. You are. You are mostly sedentary. I'll try and shoot for forty as of today. Yeah, forty. I mean, come on. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna go straight down to like twenty or something. Anyway, I wouldn't anyway, say anyway. do twenty. But here, here's what I would say. That's impossible. I'm, I couldn't I'm not eat Anthony's chicken. It, no. it, Anthony's chicken in its own right. His chicken is is 15 grams of fat, and I have to have one tablespoon of mayo with it to make it good. So that's 25 grams of fat in that one meal. Why are you doing that? Don't eat that it's meal. Delicious. It's stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> it's, not, it's good. It keeps me going the whole. There's like, a million a other things to eat. You don't have to be eating fucking mayonnaise. What are you doing? Fine. Okay. I eat won't something have else. Goddamn well, here, listen. Jesus Christ. Listen. I want to punch you right now. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, because I'm calling on your bullshit. You just made. Listen. You know, once you once you lose the weight, okay. You will probably have more latitude in terms of what you're what you can get away with eating. Okay. So right. if you can get down, you probably need to get to get your body fat down to like a healthy range, like 15, 17% body fat, you're probably gonna need to get down, given your current musculature and stuff, you're probably gonna have to get down to like 165 pounds or something like that. And so you got a ways to go. But once you get down there, you can probably you're you're gonna have less visceral fat. You're gonna have your your insulin sensitivity. All that stuff is is going to improve. Because I, I was reading a little bit about this the other day. Because you know I was telling you, you know I I I'm more or less saying basic. I was repeating or riffing off of what you were saying about hey, you know if you lose weight and all this stuff, you kind of reverse diabetes. I was like, can you get can you reverse diabetes? Like you can't once you have it, you're always going to have it, but it can be a remission. So if you get down to a healthy weight you will probably be able to eat a wider range of things. You're going to be able to eat a little more fat, a little more sugar, everything will lighten up. You're just, you have to be more disciplined on the way down, but you don't have to be disciplined to hold and and under weight loss. So it's like, you keep saying, well, you know, I gotta like, you're, you're, it's like, I feel like you're using this, this excuse to cheat because you're trying to come up. These are things that I have to eat. I just can't live a life where I only eat this. It's like, nobody's talking about living a life. Just while you're dieting, don't do that lose the weight and then yeah you get to celebrate by eating a little more fat you can eat a little more stuff just just in the meantime in the meantime you jason roberts are posting in the channel oh today oh i i only had three pieces of pizza and oh i only had one piece of ice cream and my numbers my my uric acid number were up a little bit i guess i should probably just not have the ice cream i should just only have the three pieces of pizza I don't know. So you're making. I don't. I don't know. What, what's the point? What's the point? What's your point? I. I mean, pizza. Pizza doesn't affect the uric acid levels. Pizza's uh, Friday. I, that's kind of factored into my weekly. My weekly thing is uh, Friday night pizza. I have three slices of pizza on Friday, and then I have a cheat day on Sunday. But right, what I have. That's why. That's. That's why you need a CGM because you need to understand if that actually affects your uric acid levels. Well, I do. Well, I got. I don't. I don't. You don't need a, a CGM. I got a uric acid tester. So you test it after you eat the pizza? 
No, no, I tested after, um, I tested a few times and it was high range, high normal. And one time I tested that was a couple hours after I ate some ice cream and it was up above seven. It was like an eight. And, um, well, I did it twice. And so I'm not sure which one was accurate. One was at seven, one was eight. And I was like, yeah, either way, this is probably not good. So, um, I've already cut out soda on cheat day. I don't eat sodas or, or anything anymore. Why don't you test a couple of hours after you eat pizza? I'm serious. Like just just because eat it doesn't have anything because uric acid is is affected primarily by fructose, not by you know cheese and it's not it's not sugar. It's not glucose. Oh, it's not glucose. No. Oh, okay. I thought because so it's not the carbs in the in the crust no. can't make a difference. No. No, no it's fructose. Um, so that's for and a breakdown of fructose is what and uh, and purines of course but um, fructose is I th- I, th- I think is what's primarily stimulating the overproduction of uric acid and the other thing is of course um, uh, visceral fat which is like the the thinner I the thinner I get because most of my fat is I think is visceral fat you know so the thinner I get the lower my uric acid levels will go, which is based on the research I read. I read a research paper where they said they had, they, once they had people who had, who had high uric acid levels and they exercise their diet, they reduced their visceral fat and they had their uric acid levels were lower, which okay. would make sense. So, you know, for me, losing weight is no longer just about, oh, you know, I want to be fitter. I want to be, be able to play basketball level I want to play at or whatever. It's like, no, this actually plays directly into whether I have gout flare-ups or not, which suck. So, um, but by the, so, you know, I'm, I'm now down to 196 and my low was like 196.4. So I've lost about 17 pounds and, uh, three and a half inches off my gut and I no longer have heartburn at all. It's gone. No acid reflex skirt is completely eliminated, which Great. I had that for, geez. 15, 16, 17 years, something like that. Um, yeah. And all this because you've been been being like a sissy and walking? Being like a sissy. Yeah, the sissy walk. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I lost weight. I lost the initial 13, and then I just got stuck. I hit a plateau at two, or just right around 200, just under it. And, I, and um, once I got the Fitbit, and I start, I, I noticed that my, uh, my daily caloric burn was like 2,800. And I was like, you know, I need to get that up. So walks, getting my getting my steps up from like, you know, whatever it was, six, seven, eight thousand up to um, twelve, fourteen thousand, has made all the difference. Because I've lost, I've lost three and a half pounds in the last three weeks, and that's the only the only difference. So walking is the way forward. And I've been, I've really been upping my steps. I mean, I've been really trying to hit at least 10,000 a day. Yeah, I saw that. That's been, you've been up around 11,000. I would, I would, yeah, I would, I would, 10,000 is good. Target, I would target 12 if you can, uh, you know, over time, yeah. just get up a little bit more. Um, Cause there's only so much you can starve yourself, right? So it's like you give yourself mm-hmm. a little more room to eat. If you can get your activity level up, you can, it's more sustainable, right? Yeah. And I'm walking easy. And it's, 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 it's enjoyable, right? I mean, it's not like you're sitting on the cardio machine for an hour and you're like, oh my God, like this is just brutal. It's like, go for a walk, give a call, you know, call a friend, listen to an audio book, whatever. Right. What do you, mm-hmm. what's your strategy? What is your walking strategy? Are you going like one giant? Oh no, you, you nailed it. You nailed it. Audio book. I'm going to be listening to every audio book. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's great. I mean, I just, I just put on the audio book. It's super easy to go for an hour, half an hour, whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. Are you, do you go for like an hour, like an hour long walk, or do you break it up to multiple shorter walks? I try and break it up into shorter ones, but sometimes it's just more effective for our life to do one longer one. So mm-hmm. I just try and grab the time when it's available, when mm-hmm. George is available to watch Jack or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's it's actually many days easier for me to do a longer one than it is to do multiple shorter ones. Right, right. I like to yeah. get I try, my my new my new uh, well sort of my my schedule is the first and uh, first thing I do after breakfast is I go on like a eight seventeen eighteen minute walk, which I don't know gives me up. By, and so, and after that, I'm close to three thousand calories. Uh, no, I'm sorry, three. What is it? About three thousand steps. By the, you know, I mean, obviously, there's some steps just walking around the house, getting ready. But so, so then, I, so after breakfast, eat real quick, then do a seventeen eight minute walk, and then I sit down at the computer, and I'm already at three thousand. Yeah, already at three thousand steps. Mm-hmm. Right, and then I do another one around noon. You know, so I try and now try and like now I gotta really punch it and get some work done and then at noon i try and go like i got like a little slightly longer one maybe a 22 23 minute walk and then so that means by the time i go to lunch i'm already at around six thousand steps and then when i go to lunch my strategy is now as i park like three quarters of a mile away from the <laughs> from the for the Pollo loco which is down this nice, nice street so i'd park down here and so you just walk three quarters of a mile is not that long you, you know it takes whatever 10 minutes or eight minutes i mean it's not a big deal right you just put on the yeah had you know put on the headphones listen to the audiobook whatever i'm at lunch then i eat my lunch and i walk back and now i'm at like nine thousand steps right then mm-hmm. so it's not a big deal right and, and i'm still taking I'm, I'm back i i'm home i have lunch my whole lunch is less than an hour my whole time away from the desk which is reasonable and um you know i got those additional three thousand steps in and then um i do a um then i gotta walk the dog um, and that gives me usually a couple of two, two or three thousand steps. So I'm around 11,000 steps or something like that, 11.5. And then when I go to the gym, I park as far away as I possibly can in the parking deck now. And so I, I, I count it's 500 steps to by the time I get to the locker. So that's a thousand steps nice. just there and back. And then you're walking around there, or whatever. And so net net, by the end of the day, I'm like around 14,000 steps. No big deal. It's easy. Just uh, notching it up. You know, it's kind of funny. It's like we're before. You know how you're 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 typically in our lives. We're always trying to be things efficient. Like, oh, when I walk downstairs, I got to grab this thing so I don't have to come back upstairs. You know, our sort of our natural instinct is to make every process more efficient, right? Right. Now it's like do the opposite. Make things inefficient. <laughs> like, like, oh, I'll leave that upstairs because I'll force me to go walk up the stairs to get it again. Because you all these little walks around. <laughs> Just they add up, they add up. That's cool. You know, instead of just making everything as efficient as possible, so you can sit on your ass as as, as long as possible, is like the wrong approach. It's like come up with reasons that's like, oh, I gotta walk outside, do this, do that, just because adds up. So you've enjoyed uh, like having the Fitbit. Yeah, it, it tracks everything. It's it's good. It gives you. It's like it's sort of gamifies life. Exactly. I mean. um, you know, I don't. There's nothing special about the Fitbit. I think any you know Apple Watch or whatever you like, but but just ha- it's just having a goal and just keeping an eye on it. So I'm, I'm always I'm constantly tracking my steps, my calories, and my resting heart rate. So I'm always kind of looking at mm-hmm. you know how, how you know getting my resting heart rate down, grouping my fitness essentially. And uh, yeah, and I'm always like by certain times. I'm like you know by 
by lunchtime, I should, or I should, you know, at the end of lunch, I should have around 6,000 steps, let's say, or mm-hmm. 9,000, you know, or something like that. And it's like, if I'm not, then I'm like, okay, now I know I got to do some more because I don't want to get to the end of the day and I'm not where I need to be. But net, net, at the end of the day, I've been averaging about 35, 3,600 calories for the day. Nice. Which, which creates a lot of room, right? I mean, it's like, you don't, you don't have to starve yourself when you're burning 3,600 calories. I mean, I still. You've never wanted to starve yourself. I never. You, you've always wanted to eat well, and then and then work out more. Yeah, and I've, I and I think I put on um I put on some muscle too. That's that's obvious. I've gotten, I've definitely got more muscular, and I've gotten I've been getting stronger in all my, all my lifts. You know, which because that's given that I've lifted my whole life, it's a little sometimes you're a little surprised when you get stronger. Like, oh wow, because you know your body adapts, right? You have like these genetic limits within the range of how much training you're going to do and like i i I get in shape and i get out of shape and so when i get back in shape i get back to where i was lifting before but when you start when it starts going up you're like oh that's pretty cool so Mm -hmm. um the combination of like losing fat but also getting stronger and more muscular feels really good so that's why i haven't started um, yourself yeah nice um i was gonna say well, was there anything else you wanted to ask me about Project Superhero? Or did I get across uh, well, what you were thinking? Uh, I don't know. So, what? Just so your plan forward is what? I mean, you're you're, you're going to keep your calories around where? What's your goal? I'm trying to. I mean, but in recorded calories. I'm going to try and keep them around um, twelve hundred. That's recorded calories. I'm probably pull. I'm probably actually doing fifteen hundred a day. If if no matter what I log, I'm probably doing fifteen hundred a day. I'm just trying to keep it around that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think more importantly is to get that fat down. It's the fat just comes in from the stuff like I found this diabetic hot chocolate, which is really delicious, but it it gives me like seven to ten grams of fat per cup. Jesus. So Christ. I've just thrown I've yeah. thrown that in the trash. Yeah. You know. Like all that keto granola that I've been eating, which is really delicious, but it again gives me seven to ten grams of fat per per time. So I've just thrown those two things in the trash, and I'm just gonna just try super hard to not bulk up on fat. Basically, just try and keep it to the forty grams we just said. Yeah, because I, I I mean, I think what you're doing, uh, your steps and your calories, keeping that. I mean, I you know, like I've told you before, I think seventeen eight hundred calories. If you're doing twelve thousand steps a day is probably going to get you where you want. And if you're a little under that, right. okay, fine, 15, 600, because you're a little under the steps too. I would increase your step output and um, just not starve yourself because you, you don't want to feel like you're deprived. If you're feeling you're deprived all the time, it's just not going to be sustainable. You got to feel like, okay, it's it's fine for the most part. I'm, I'm not like... I don't feel deprived. I just don't feel like I'm having anything nice. That's the problem. So it's there's a difference between feeling deprived and um, eating lettuce. So I'm feeling really full of fucking lettuce. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, my stomach feels really full, but like my 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 general self feels like Ooh. I just want something nice. And so the only thing I've got left is dark chocolate. What about chicken? Like, what, about, what about are you eating chicken and turkey and stuff? Yeah, like I'm that? I'm having I, I am having chicken. Like that's what I told you. Anthony's chicken. I've got my okay, one. Okay, so you're meal having you're having protein, you're just not having anything like sweet, like tasty. You mean like a yeah, treat? You say exactly. nice, you mean like a treat. I mean, actually, an- the Anthony's chicken meal is extremely nice. I should tell you about that. It's very interesting. It's a paleo It's a paleo meal, and what it is is 
it's a it's a significant amount of chicken, which is basically sixty grams worth of protein of chicken, which is significant. And they they cook it in this kind of it's pure chicken breast, and it's cooked in this kind of sous vide way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what sous vide means? No. Do you know what that means? It's like it's like um, it's like very a very slow cooking. It's like a different version of cooking. So it's just a you cook it for a long period of time at a very slow temperature. So essentially, the chicken and and it gives a certain kind of texture. And the texture that it does for for chicken breast is just perfect. It's like exactly perfect chicken breast every time. There's zero fat on it. It's exactly right. But it's a bit weird because you have to take it out of the bag, um, kind of drain it of like fluid, and then break it up. So it, it's 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 just weird. But it actually tastes very good. And then it, they they ha- they have it with like um, a chan- um, a uh, a tikka masala sauce, which is like absolutely delicious. And they have it with all these different sauces. And so it comes in at around 500 calories and 60 grams of protein and 15 grams of fat for that mm-hmm. and that's really nice that's really satisfying and then i have that with salad but the rest of the time it's like i don't know i'm just having like plain Why don't you have like egg whites or... and like a piece of toast and you know well a like... piece of toast is is just what hurts the what, what oh, the glycemic what sends out the blood sugar oh, because, but oh, what about um, egg whites is i mean egg whites is like exactly what i'm talking about like that's what i'm trying to say it's like fucking unsatisfying like egg whites I mean, have you tasted egg whites? Well, no. I, I well, what about just eggs in general? Do eggs do, do eggs have a lot of fat on them? It's just cluster. I mean, eggs they'd they'd be like I mean, two two scrambled eggs would be fine. It'd be like it's five grams of fat per egg. Yeah. Well, why don't you? What, what I'm saying is, have um, take the yolks from two of them, eat four eggs, and then have the egg. Uh, you just use the yolks for two of them, so you have ten grams of fat, and you have more protein and more. I mean, I could even do that. I could even just have two gra- two eggs. It would be fine. I mean, I've done that on some days. I probably should do that more often. Just scrambled eggs for breakfast, two scrambled eggs, Anthony's chicken for, for lunch, and then for dinner, just plain yogurt. But again, I sh- I throw, in, throw in some more egg white to get some more protein and get just a little more calories in there. You, you, I think you need a little more protein, and it'll fill you up okay. more. Protein will fill you up. Um, All right. I want to ask you one more thing, though. You know, you had okay. mentioned about how you well, you had mentioned about how your um your heart rate was down to like you know forties, you know, always been low, and then thirty nine, and then I I meant I saw something in in the and I texted you about it that you know it's known as a condition of as bradycardia. If you're not an ultra conditioned like distance athlete or something, you have a if you have a heart rate in the forties, much less the thirty nine, which you had said the other day, that's that's a condition. And one of the things it can do is is you're not pumping enough blood to your organs into your tissues. I mean, so when was the last time you've had a doctor check that out? Never. Um, and I should, I should actually do it. And I, I'm, I, as I, as I replied to you, I will get on that. I just haven't done yeah, it Yeah, I asked you last time and you never responded. So it wasn't like, you know, two or three years ago. So you've never, yeah, as an adult. Oh, no, I did. I, I responded like about, like about a week ago. I said, oh, yeah, sure. That's a good idea. Yeah, but I'll you didn't it. say, well, I said, when was the last time you got a, you went to a doctor's and you didn't ever, never respond to that aspect of it. So you haven't, was, oh, as I, an adult, when was the last time you had like a checkup with a primary physician? Oh, probably a couple of years ago. Oh, what do they say? I mean, they, I'm sure they test your pul- your pulse. And- oh, they do it every time. I mean, every like, I mean, like I told you, ever since I was 20, it's been like that. Well, what do they say? And do they nothing. go? Yeah, the, the only time, the only, the only thing that's ever happened one time in all my checkups, one nurse said, "Are you a super athlete?" And I said, "No," and she said, "Okay." That's the end of the discussion. I would I would raise that with a with a doctor. I mean, obviously, I'm not a doctor. 
But he made it very clear, like, we have a third, like, that is a condition. Like, you just have that checked out because it can cause problems, you know? And if it's not, if you're not getting, and because you're saying, oh, I have a hard time, like, I can't, because I said getting dizziness, tingling in your finger. You were talking about how you had tingling in your fingers or you were having, like, remember you were weak? My bottom left, my left leg, my left foot. Yeah. But that's diabetes. Yeah. Anyway, I would, I would, uh, mm-hmm. get something worth, worth looking at. Yeah. Okay. I'll get it checked. Okay, so just to, one quick to wrap up the superhero project superhero. What what are your goals in the short term? Do you have like any near term? What you're gonna try and do? You know what? If I could, if I could get below two hundred, that would be insane. Like, I just would be so happy if I if I could get below two hundred. Then I believe I could go all the way. Okay, like right now where I am two ten. Like I find that very encouraging. I mean, I haven't been this low for since I can remember, mm-hmm. but it's it's like it's a kind of psychological sticking yeah, point. Absolutely. If yeah. I get below this to two hundred five to two hundred, then I'm like, all right, this is it. I'm I'm going down to one eighty. I'm going down to one seventy. I'm going down the whole okay. way. Shoot, shoot to break it by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, you got about twelve weeks. I, you got about nine mm-hmm. pounds to go. Five pounds ago. I think that's mm-hmm. quite reasonable. I mean, it gives you a little bit of leeway for the holidays and you know, there's gonna be a week here, a week there where you're not gonna be able to be as on point. But if you could do that, that'd be great. Well, of course I weighed in at ten point uh, to ten point seven today. I mean so well, it's like, you know, it's just, you know how it yeah. like shifts by a pound or whatever. Yeah. So but I just I just record the the the, re- the, low. the, the records, the, PR, the lows. The PR. Yeah. That's when I and I I posted in um I posted in Discord when I hit a new low. Yeah, me so But yeah, yeah, no. I th- by the end of the year that would be fantastic. But I I I I would recommend just put it in your head like I'm shooting to break 200 for the end of the year. Like make that a goal just eye on the prize. You know. Right, right. That's um I think okay. you can do it. I think you could do it. I'm going to um me too. Me yeah, too. I think you could do it. I'm trying I think if I could break Mine's a little less, and I, I want to at least break one uh, one ninety. But the year maybe a little lower than that. We'll see. Maybe 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 one eighty seven. If I get to one eighty seven, I think that would be that would be a big deal. The lowest I've been in since like uh, probably since the kids have been born was like one eighty five. And I got down there for a brief period at the zenith of the first Project Superhero, and um, had like a thirty-two inch waist, a thirty-two and a half inch waist, and that was that was pretty fit. So do it. I'm, I'm, you I, got this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going after. But I think I think ultimately to get down to like fifteen percent body fat, I might have to get into the one seventies, which would be. I haven't been there since college. How how high are you, by the way? How tall are you? Five ten and a half. So you're like an inch. You're like an inch, inch and a half taller than me. Well, I'm. I. It's funny. I'm. There was a, there was a point where I was technically measured at six one. Not I'm obviously not that now, um, because I'm hunchy. But you're hunchy. now I. But now I am. I'm pretty sure that I would be six. I would be six foot. You know, technically speaking, mm-hmm. um, with the with the hunchiness. Because I think over time, it's just like you even compress your own self, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so you're 5'11", 5'10 and a half, 5'11". Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Okay. But a lot in terms of what you should weigh, and I mean, a lot of it has to do with body composition, like how much muscle you have. So, I mean, I've lifted weights for a long time. So, I to get my body, my my sort of terminal weight to get that body fat percentage is going to be mm. higher than yours, probably. I mean, you you would get right. a little bit of give because you're just a little taller, but you have hardly ever lifted weights. You don't have the. So I should go. So I should try and go down and then start doing weights and bulk off a bit. That'd I think cool. you should start lifting before you go all the way down i don't I, I think if you go down to there you're gonna look like a like a you look like skeleton it's just gonna be like it's like that fat skinny fat i mean it's not gonna look great you know what i mean it's <laughs> gonna because there's not right, gonna be any right. muscle there's not gonna be any fat i mean but i don't want i what i don't want to do is put too much under plate now to be like oh everyone's time working out dieting and i just don't want to spend so i'm thinking about no, it like, no. like, like right. just wait until like just where your steps and just get down and maybe when you get down to like 190 or 185 there'll be some point when you're gonna start getting really excited and you're like okay like i'm i'm like i'm like not fat anymore i'm like thin like but yeah i want more muscle like and then you get motivated to do it. it's not like yeah jason and joe and the guys mark keep telling me to lift i don't want to lift it's got to come from inside you got to get excited about it right but that will come at a certain point after you've less enough fat and you and you start feeling like it's like the next step. And so I just keep doing what you're doing. Just walk and watch your diet and just get your steps up to 1,200. Let's get to 200 by the end yeah, of the year. Yeah, let's just not worry about anything else right now, right? Yeah. Let's just do that. And right. um, and then, you know, we'll touch base in the new year about, you know, may, I, I'll probably go a little lower before you worried about it. I, again, for you, because you're so not, you're resisting the stuff, you just, that's, that's stuff that doesn't appeal to you. You got to have a lot of momentum before you get into that, I think. Okay, good, good, good. Now let's talk about the next painful topic. List. Justin. So, uh, okay, so let's talk about the next painful topic. Um, So, list. So you asked me the question, am I going to keep on working on it? Mm -hmm. And um, I have told you that I am going to keep on working on it. I will keep on working on it, definitely. I will build the things that you want. But I've got a few things to say. One is, um, obviously, play strong. Correctly, I am working on that in front of the work that I'm doing on list. And right now we're in a surge. I'm going to use Musk's word. I we're in a surge. Good. I, well, I, you know, I reckon it for if you if you want financial <laughs> independence, I mean this seemed to be like yeah. you're already making money, you could just do more work to make, make more money. Then that seems like that would be the obvious thing to do. So I'm I'm but I will say that I even though we are in that surge for Play Strong, which is which is to get out these these content pillars. So basically um, working with Georgie and she's re- we're creating the complete guide to play therapy and it's going to be like 50 pages and it's going to be beautifully organized and the website's going to look great and it's going to give us all this because we already have domain authorities so it's going to give us all this this traffic coming in and when you type in things like play therapy it's going to be on the front page you know it's going to yeah. be just really good um, and then that's going to change our equation because right now we've got I don't know one or two people coming to the site every day we're going to have thousands of people coming to the site and we don't have anything like that traffic. And we're already making the sales that we're making. You know, we've made, yeah. we've sold $450,000 worth of this product. So that's the reason why I'm on that surge. But every moment I'm working on it, I'm pushing through wanting to work on list. It's I'm super invigorated and excited about list, And it's stressful because it's like, stop. It's making it hard for me to work on the play strong. But let me tell you what happened with List and the reason why I'm so excited. Um, 
I don't know if I should tell you the long version or the short version. Either way, I'm, I feel just ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I guess I'll tell you the... Oh, it just sounds so bullshitty. I don't know. Just be honest. I'll, I'm going to tell you the short story. Just tell me the. I've, just be what, honest. Just tell us the truth. Whatever well, the truth I, I, is. Even if it sounds stupid. Okay. Okay. The truth is, is that I've been really moved by the by the Musk book. Really moved, and it's really made me. I mean, I already believed that that you should work towards. Um, a thing that you felt passionate about, a thing that you felt strong about. I already believed that. A mission. <clears throat> I already believed that. And the mission that has been really, really strong for me has been the mission, the Nugget mission, the Indie Founder mission, the mission of like helping people like me uh, become indie, indie founders. And so I was thinking about that and like was kind of pissing me off that like because because I don't have the same level of mission about building a note app as i do about that and it was pissing me off are you are you backgrounding me no, bro i'm ready i'm just spreading the window out so that is the mission that kind of moves me and i really think that the, the the app is really cool but it doesn't move me in the same way like just on its own as its own thing it doesn't move me in the same way you gave me this. So huge, I, you gave us this huge speech about it was a super. It was this your product founder fit and no, it this does. Is thing it does. It is. The big, it is as well. You got your it feelings is. hurt when I didn't believe it was your math academy and this is the thing and it is and 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 it and it isn't. It's it. Let let me just let me just finish. So I was wondering about this and wondering, and um, what I realized is. I was very inspired by your vision of Math Academy mm -hmm. and by Musk's vision and, and see that I do have this vision and wondering, is there any way I can just tie it all up? Can I tie List up with Indie Founder? And can I just like sort of think of it all as the same vision? And a big part of it is that other thing that you have and that also Musk has is that you want to work on things you want to work on. You want them to look good. You want them to be sexy. You know, you want them to be really good. And I was... As you know, I've been searching for a brand for List, Nitro Note, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Mm -hmm. I've been searching for a brand to make me feel good about it so I can really bring it into my psyche and be like, yes, yes, mm -hmm. it's so good. I want to work on it. But I have I've been finding that really hard. Mm -hmm. Indie Founder is the version of Nugget that I wanted. Like that brand rocks works for me and if you look at the visuals that i've done for it and the logo that i got made for it that has all come together and i'm super inspired about that so i was like thinking very strongly about this and running even though this is the thing the thing that you say i should not be doing you should be working on play strong right now or you should be building my things on list right now but no i'm like in chat gpt like Give me ideas. Give me brand ideas. Give me brand ideas. I can see you shaking your head. You're like, what the fuck are you doing? So anyway, so like after like a thousand brand ideas from GPT, an idea came to my mind mm -hmm. that was not what ChatGPT said, but it was like, huh, because I just got this sense of where I was going. And then I said to ChatGPT, what do you think of this? And it was like, yes, that's ChatGPT said, yes, that is a fucking cool brand. And so I'm like, huh, that's really cool. Okay, so 
Went to sleep that night. Guess what I dreamt about? The brand. The brand. I dreamt about the brand (laughs) that I came up with. And I dreamt up a logo. And I'm like, I woke up and I, fuck, that is an awesome logo. That is an awesome brand. Mm -hmm. That dream is exactly what I need. So I went on to mid-journey and I typed in the best thing that I could imagine to describe this logo. And it did it. And I'm now going to um I'm now going to slack this to you or discord this to you so you can see the brand. Well, why don't you just say what it is? And, What's the name? Well, it it the name, well, the because the name's not going to make any sense. I I I had to spend a, a decent amount of work with ChatGPT to really like hone in why it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> but the name is uh Lightwave. Lightwave. And Lightwave. Okay. And the logo is is in your uh, in your uh, Discord right now. If you were to open your private Discord, and yeah, um, I'm in Discord. And so the brand. Well, yeah, open the open the Discord. Lightwave. This this is this is it. Like I don't even care if you like it or if you don't. I personally really like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And it's like I think you like it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So like Lightwave is that's something that I could get excited about. Like it changes my vision as well. Like anytime I sit down to think and it's it's impo- it's almost impossible to work on Play Strong through this madness that I have about this right now, but I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. Yeah, you got to you got to stop this madness stuff. I think the madness <laughs> is your undoing. I think it is a <laughs> It's like this. It's it's like somebody who's manic depressive, and they and they and they play into their their mania. You know, it's like this is you need to even things out. Be just. I just said that's what I'm good. doing. I just said I'm not working on okay, it. Okay, good. I just I'm working on play stuff. I don't know. Just don't indulge the madness. Just work on it. Consistent every day. Just commit to it. Push. Just pull the motion out of it a little bit. Okay, so that said, let me tell you about Lightwave. Okay. <laughs> so um, this is this this is like the the sort of marketing material stuff that I've been I've been brainstorming with ChatGPT, basically chucking in all the things that I've been saying about this thing since we started talking about it, and and getting it reflected to me in a way that makes sense. Because I mean, I know yes, it's really it's this really simple thing. It's this text editor. It's all that kind of stuff. But like actually formatting that in a way that makes sense and that anyone would give a shit about, that's been the hard part. So it's really helped to work with ChatGPT on that. Okay. So I'm just going to read a few sentences and then you can tell me what you think. There's something genuinely refreshing refreshing about opening a simple text editor. It's fast, clean, and immediate. But as we've grown more accustomed to more robust tools like Notion, we've often found them sacrificing that straightforwardness for depth and structure. This is the very challenge that led to the birth of Lightwave. Lightwave isn't just a name, it's a mission. The light reflects our dedication to speed and user-centric simplicity, while the wave hints at the underlying depth and versatility of the product. We want to be the bridge between immediacy and complexity. What's this for? What was that? Why did you write that? What's the point of that? to wrap my own head around okay. it to get behind the mission to make me excited about it because the the because uh, this is the other thing I wanted to tell you like if you look at if you look at me as an entrepreneur and where my where my problem lies and where my skills lie 
my problem doesn't lie in making money online. I mean, I've made over seven hundred thousand dollars if you include if you include um, Plugio, if you include I've made hundred two hundred fifty thousand with Plugio, I've made one hundred fifty thousand with Nugget, made four hundred fifty thousand with Georgie's stuff. So it's not actually selling. Mm-hmm. That's not the problem. The problem isn't getting the people. I mean, I've got twenty five thousand people to sign up to Plugio. I've got 15,000 people signing up to Nugget. That's not the problem. The problem is me. It's just I just lose interest or lose focus, lose faith, lose focus, lose faith, lose. You quit. Well, it's like, but, but why do I quit? I mean, like, it's not just that I quit because it's not that I quit because I think it's too hard. You know what I mean? It's not because I quit because I think it's too hard. It's I quit because I'm not interested. Hmm. So the, I have to hack my own brain. So that is what I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to go, okay, let's take this to the next level. Let's just really make this so good that I'm just not going to drop it. And that's that. I don't know if I've done that, but that's the goal here. I'm, it's just like with the weight, the foundational idea of just like posting every day, giving up coffee, giving things. I'm just looking, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to focus in on the core JV problems, you know, the core loop <laughs> that's breaking me. Uh, the substantial foundational things that break JV's brain. So alcohol was one, you know, coffee was another, mm-hmm. you know, posting there. And I think that, I think that the, the, having the thing that I want to work on hopefully is another. I think that Lightwave, this logo, this branding raises it, raises the bar so high in my own brain that it will be hard for me to want to give up on it. So am I understand am I to understand that listing make list face is now off the <laughs> We're not we're not doing that I anymore. Mean, <laughs> you you I mean <laughs> listing make list face was exactly the worst thing. Like it was the worst thing to give to me. It was like it was like you you made me think it was just a joke. Like that that's that's like <laughs> that's so like we're not doing listy make so list face. That's what I'm. That's the takeaway. Of what I need. That's the takeaway. Got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Fine. I well look. I like Lightwave. There. What's the? Is there no trademark issues? Nobody else is doing um, this. Have you searched trademark? I mean, there's there's plenty there's there's plenty of trademarks on Lightwave, but there's a domain name available which I've got light Lightwave so. And as far as I can see, there's nothing. Okay. Directly. Have you uh, have you bought it? So. I bought the domain. Yeah. yeah. Lightwave so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like Look, I, so. you know, I like Lightwave. That's good. I like it. I, I like it because um, list notes. I mean, that kind of pigeonholes you into like one sort of yeah. um, very particular um, use case. Um, I think ultimately this needs to be an information management platform. Whether you're creating content, whether you are organizing thoughts, you're creating information that you're going to collaborating with a team or teams. I mean, there's all these kind of things you can, you know, it's, it's it ultimately needs to do a lot of these things. Right. But, um, yes. so I like it. I think it's good. I mean, it's a good brand. It's a good name. So great. Now we just got to get you not to, not to quit again in like six <laughs> months or a year or whatever. <laughs> the next time this comes around. All right. Oh, you know, light wave. It's just is so light. Well, I need by to the way, heavier, I to, you know, here, listen. So, um, the things that, one of the things that you wanted was um, encryption, privacy. I realized that um, I've been doing some research on that, and that is a very hard problem to 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 connect with some of the other things that we want for this product, namely multiple people working on the same the same thing. So I had a question for you. 
would it be enough that you could create a vault so that you could have an area of Lightwave that you could go to, and in that area, you couldn't really share it with other people or work on it at the same time, but it would be completely private. I guess. And, and I mean, it look, would, it would the have bottom a- line is you just can't be, like, looking through my stuff. Like, if you're building... it's here, Let me put it this way. If you were building an email, uh, an email, you're building Gmail, you can't be looking at yeah. people's emails. You can't read their emails, right? Right, that's yeah. uncool. Like, you can't, you can't yeah. look at my stuff. Just... Just, I mean, I agree. Right. But every, but I just, I mean, every platform, including Gmail, Notion, every single platform that's out there on the planet like that has that capability. It does. Like engineers can but look you at just have to commit. Say, look, I'm not, I, 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 you know, I promise I'm not going to look at your stuff, right? Like, I just I mean, have to know. I, I, I'd be fine about doing that. But one thing that I need from you is if I, if I like accidentally, but still, it, it, question. Is it worth me having this this vault area? It might be because yeah, because you're, you're because sounding like you're saying like you're going to accidentally look at my look at what I'm re- log into no, my account, look I'm at my not, stuff. It's like it's like this. It's saying, like this. I would never you allow would. you to read my emails, right? Yeah, ever. Exactly. It's just completely. It's a huge breach of um. Uh, 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 it's a it's a it's a huge breach of trust and um violation of boundaries. And when my personal notes and ideas are the same things as my emails, it is absolutely off limits. And you might say, well, Jason, who cares? It's just like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that ninety nine point nine percent of my emails are completely like, hey, I'll meet you for dinner or what's going on, and who cares? It's just the fact that you know nobody's reading your emails that you are relaxed and you can communicate people so i yes i i completely agree with you and i i completely agree so two two points i I am not sounding like i'm accidentally going to read your email your your notes what i said is is that we might be having you might write something in list which i've never looked at well you have you have there was no mentioned it you have looked at no i I have because you said i could i mean that was a different situation right but um this under under this scenario, what I'm saying is, first of all, I'm suggesting that I create a place called the vault where you can have things and you can have your own encryption key that is client side and that you can have stuff that is just literally impossible for anyone mm-hmm. to look at except for you. But secondly, there's uh, there's another area of the app that I think will need to be with to share with Sandy and all the other employees and just like everyone mm-hmm. else, it's very fucking hard to make that and actually have that truly encrypted because. Where does the where does the key even lie? I mean, mm-hmm. it, does it lie on the server? I mean, mm-hmm. does it you know how do how does that all work? So I mean, there may be a way. I mean, I believe Signal has end to end, but the point and and that might be possible, but it's it's very very hard. So what could happen though is we might be talking about something on the show, and I might randomly say something that reminds you of an intimate personal private note that you've written, and then you go. Justin, you've been looking at my notes because you said this impossible thing that I only wrote in this one private note. I don't want that that kind of thing to ever happen. So that's the reason why I think at the minimum we would need a vault so that you could put stuff in there where I just couldn't coincidentally say something mm-hmm. because you'd be suspicious. Mm-hmm. Just you. That's that's who you are. You'd be suspicious. I don't fucking right? believe anybody. <laughs> Especially <laughs> you. You'd be suspicious. <laughs> so 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 what so what I think is I mean it, uh, an easy technical solution I mean I'm saying easy in air quotes is to is to be able to create a vault with a password that's just client side and stored in your client and when you log out it expunges that client side uh, uh, hash and basically next time you log in to get back into that vault 
you have to type the hash again. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it's all hashed on the client. It never go, even goes near the server. The only thing that goes to the server is encrypted data. So basically, you can you you can expect inspect the XHR stuff and see that encrypted data gets sent back to the server, and encrypted data is loaded when that, you go that, in. That, but that. that but it's not part of the it's not part of the collaboration stuff is what i'm saying well okay so i uh, yeah i mean privacy is important to me i'm willing to take your word for it in the short run what's more important mm. to me right now is as long as i have your word that you're not like let's see how what kind of notes does jason have you know it's like just dude as long as you're not doing that I need um I need the rich text. I need to I need to have like the kind of formatting that's in Slack. This is a block of right. this is a block of code. This is a this is a hyperlink. Just when you select text, a little bar pops up and you can just sort of format, just like you can on Slack. That would really make it, the system way more usable for me because I mean hyperlinks alone are a huge deal. Right, because a huge yeah. percentage of what we're doing online is like, here's some information. Where did it come from? What's the source? What's the provenance? Right. Yeah. And if you have to like, if you have to have the link in after, that's really annoying. And and and, for, and, and just takes, mm. okay. Um, and a lot of times you're doing a block of text, like you're trying to create information. Like this is a quote. This is a quote. This is block text. I need the this link. Okay, here's a block text. Here's a block text. Here's some code. I mean, when you look at my communications with Alex and Justin and the team, it's all block text, little codes, inline code or code blocks, constantly bold. I mean, it's like you know. Um, and so I'm going. I'm going. To, can you this, can you send me a screenshot of like some conversation that isn't too private like that that just gives me some really good examples? In fact, a couple of screenshots. I mean, this is just Slack. I mean, it's just I mean, yeah. it's just Math yeah, Academy, ta- you know, talking about you know code or systems or whatever. But I mean, um, yeah, just a couple of screenshots so I get the general sense of what you're talking about. Yeah, um, but I, I think if if you do that. I mean, and you had talked about that wanting to be one of your first things to work on for your power users, yeah. right? So yeah. I get it. Yeah. Like there's there's using there's formatting in the sense that I'm trying to create some document that I'm going to uh, like a like a Google Doc. But I'm really just talking about managing, collecting, and dealing with your own information. Just that you need need some basic um, basic formatting capabilities. So I would do that first. Well, you will say. You also, oh yeah, I mean, I will do that first. But you, but like, the the privacy thing, that when that when we first started, that wasn't a thing. Like, yeah, yeah, I would put that. Said, out. I, you said it was okay. Yeah, you said it was yeah. okay. But that, that you know, at the beginning. Yeah. To, but now I know that it's not. Yeah. Now I'm right. now now right. But, but right, and and, right. and I've told you a few times. Like at the beginning, you said it wasn't an issue, and I went in and I saw the problems that you were having with it, and then I actually. Right added features to it so that it would work better for you based on right. that but i, I got understand. it now 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 right now, well because now. before I, I was barely using it i just put some math coming now i want right. to use it for more stuff and it's like look this is like inside my brain i don't want people it's a good like, sign. i don't like people who sit over behind me and look at my screen right like what i'm writing an email <laughs> no one does. But you know you, were, you, no you one want people does. just kind of looking at what you're reading writing oh no that, you know i i hate you, you did you know you can get things that you put on your screen where people can't do that no why well, yeah. I'm not surprised that you say that, but yeah. Yeah, so basically it's a cover that goes on your screen and it means you have to be looking straight on. 
if you're looking from any angle, it obscures the screen and means you can't see yeah. it. And it's nothing personal. I mean, if it's if it's Sandy, the love of my life, if she comes back and I'm like writing an email and she's like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, the email's not done. Like what, you know, I mean, I share it. I don't keep anything of her. I still don't like it when I'm working a mid thought, a mid process yeah. and someone is coming in looking at what you're doing. It's like, oh, so, um, you know, don't take it personally. It's just that I am not going to feel comfortable. Ex- yeah. Um, um, organizing my thoughts, putting together stuff. If I know that somebody's kind of looking over and thinking about, you know, like, what, what, you know, that's it. So I, how much are you using it now out of curiosity? Well, I, Cause I haven't looked. No, I just, I've just been be, well, I've just been using it for my to-do list for, um, math Academy, A specific but I thing. want to use it for more things. And I've been kind of pending just like, okay, am I going to move? Cause I'm not going to use, I'm going to use Obsidian for this. I'm going to use Notion for that. I'm going to use, it's like, I'm going to use one thing. And so I've been giving you a little bit of time to make your decision because it's like, like if he's, if he's going, I like the way list works. It's fat. My fingers work with the hotkeys and I can create things in the task and tab and, and like, okay, I like this. It's faster and more responsive than Notion and, 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 and Obsidian to me. Like I, I'm the stuff that, have you tried those? A little Have you bit. Tried like, Damn it. You know, come on. Like, why? Why is this a pain in the ass? You know, like this shouldn't be hard. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm like, why? Why? We're, we're list is not like that. List is bang, bang, bang. You know, and it's just what I want. It's just, but I need, the, but I want formatting. You know, and yeah. then ultimately I want to collaborate. You know, I could like I want formatting first, but the sec privacy second. Pri- I would say privacy and third. Then privacy, privacy. I would probably put that third. Give me okay. Give me the basic formatting first. Second, yeah. let me like share this, you know, category or document or whatever you call them with Alex or with Alex and Justin or with Sandy. Then, then we can use it for these other things. Um, but right now, first steps, I just, I just get give me the damn formatting so that I can organize my thoughts and I use it for more. share it. So that they can add to it, or just share it, so to, just to share it, just so that we can both edit it. It's like a shared document. Okay, both yeah. real. So not so not like live. Well, yeah, live yeah, editing. Yeah. I mean, anyway, the reality the second, is, it's yeah, like editing, yeah. it needs to be live editing. Chances are, ninety nine point nine percent of the time, no, you're not live editing the same document. Even when you go into Google mm-hmm. Doc, you'll see someone typing something in. You'll be like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm just reading it. I mean, it's so rare that you're both editing a document at the same time. Is you know, yeah. So it's not that big a deal. If it's like agreed near they we both have the ability to edit it you know if you just sort of like a fake real-time editing the chart that'd be good pseudo right. real-time got it so anyway so that's the the lightwave update all right well and great. I'm when when i get when, very happy to when are you gonna that. get back to work when do i get when i gonna get some of these features i've got to get i've got to finish this surge on the, on the play strong stuff um, are we talking like i would say, we talking like a week or are we talking like three months i mean what are we talking here how long is this surge gonna be Are you thinking? Or are you hello? No, you can't hear me. Can't hear you. You you, you went out there. I think I, I think you said. Are we talking a week? Yeah. Or are, are we, we talking, talking? Yeah. What's how long is this going to be? Are we talking a week? Are we talking a month? Are we talking three months? Like what's how long is the surge going to be? Send me the send me the oh no 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 a week for the surge. But also send me the send me your screenshots of what you really want. 
and then I'll give you a quote on how long it's going to take. I thought you already written a lot of this. And stuff. if you don't do it, I'm going to get fucking pissed off. Easy. I don't care if you don't to... use it. Like you don't use the images. I will use it, but but I need this other stuff too. So, I, but here's the thing: when was the last? Um, but you said you had a lot of the formatting already done. You said I already got that already done. I just didn't finish it up because then I got off task or something. Well, I've got formatting of like uh, a single node to be able to, because um, that was the work I did with Colby. So like, but I haven't I haven't actually done the the UI to make it so that you can drag, but I've got all the technical stuff, you know, position zero to position 10, make it bold. Mm-hmm. And so I've got the API of it working and the API of being able to add links and all that kind of stuff. I need to plug in a UI. Now that piece is just for an individual node to be able to format <coughs> an individual right. node, have links, right. have links, have it underlined. The other piece, which is like a second type of node where you can actually have uh, it's almost like an embedded node that can have this other other stuff. That's a separate a separate issue that I need to do. Um, I don't know exactly how long that's going to take, but I think that's a large piece of work. But the but the but the framework for it's there because of images. Like essentially, I've got this concept of any node can be an embed. Okay. You know, so um, the only thing I don't like about that is it's not an embed of the pure uh, text system that I've created. But I I just need to work out what the deal is with it. So just send me what you what you want, um, and then I'll be able to do it. But in terms of getting the the stuff that I did with Colby finished, so that you can have links on a node, and so that you can do things, and also basic headings and stuff. I think a couple of weeks if I could work on it right now. Yeah. I don't I don't care about headings. I just care about like the. I yeah do. okay you can do that, but you know block text block quote. Code, code block, bold, italic, strike through. You know, just the basic, basic stuff. Bold, italic, strike through, link. That will be the next be, piece. And then code block and which is different block to block yeah, text because, is like my big of, one. Block quote, okay. block quote, block quote is a big one because you can't if you're taking quote. So if you're if you're if you're collecting information, let's say you have a bunch of articles on some concept and you're trying to pull information from it. The best way to do it is that you had a list, and you say here, here this this link, and then you have um, you nodes below that little block quotes, and maybe a comment of yours in regular text. So da, 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 here's a quote from here. Here's some numbers from here. Some stats. Really can take um, research notes on on lots of stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So that's why I really like that. I really want that. Is just to denote that this is a quote from this document. This is the piece of information I want. All right, you've got four minutes to to give me Math Academy. Nah, is that, not too much about Math Academy. Um we can we can we can we can hold off. Um let's there's no point in talking about it in four minutes. But one thing I was gonna say I started listening I after I finished the Musk um um biography, I started listening to Doom Guy about uh, John Romero. He was one of the Guys from ID Software wrote Doom and Quake. You feel? Yeah. yeah. So um, that that's uh, he just came out recently. It's pretty good. I mean, it's not as good as the Musk, you know, for sure. I mean, the Musk. I would give that out of five stars. I'd give it like a four seven. It was a little, um, you know, on. for the Musk one, you haven't given your ultimate review, um, like what, like what, what your ultimate takeaways were and what you thought, what you ultimately thought about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think he's like a, he's a force of nature. He is a flawed human. He, but his flaws, his manic behavior, his sort of 
autism spectrum e behavior, his absolute uh, uh, how driven he is to and you know and how committed he is to the mission. I mean, that allows him to um, do things that no other human or very few humans could do. I mean, he's 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 a singular human being, and he's the you know. Um, I don't agree with everything he does. I don't agree with everything he says. Um, but I don't do agree with everything or anyone says. Um, uh, but he is, uh, you know, it's the same thoughts I had him all along. He's, it's, he's, he's a fascinating guy. He's just like Steve Jobs. I mean, you know, Steve Jobs was a prickly, mercurial pain in the ass who had an amazing sense of design and product and absolutely refused to create anything that wasn't an amazing experience. And he drove a lot of people crazy in that process and hurt a lot of feelings and, but, but he delivered, he delivered results. And I think Musk is the same way. So, um, how would you feel? I mean, just a random question. I, I have, unless you have no idea how you'd answer this. How would you feel if Colby got a job working with like, as his like left hand man? -hand man? I'd be like, yeah, do it. I mean, it'd be like, it'd be like, um, you know, uh, getting a, getting a job at a NFL football team. Like I said, yeah. Like, you know, you might last a year or two or three and then you get fired and you say, yeah, I worked for the, you know, worked for the mm -hmm. Green Bay Packers or the Patriots and Bill Belichick. Anyway, I work for the Patriots and Bill Belichick is, you know, he's a major hard ass, but he's a genius. And that's a great analogy. Musk should use that analogy. That'd be, that'd be much better for yeah. him. So then, then generally people won't be so pissed off if they're thinking yeah, people about people are it that just, way. I mean, people have just gotten so soft and everybody's like, you got to be nice about every, even if people do a crappy job or a half-assed job or everybody's just giving you excuses. I mean, the fact is he would come to situations where nothing was happening moving and he would fix the whole damn thing. So clearly he was right. Clearly people were giving in to the status quo and not moving the needle. The same with the Starlink satellites, right? He came in and said, all right, these, the, the satellites were really complicated and they couldn't too big and da 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 and they just say it's impossible to fix it and they came in as alright you're all they basically fired all the top people and brought in all the top people you're all fucked and then they fixed it <laughs> so he was right I mean he did yeah. it a million times I mean so he did that over and over and over and yeah. over again people would come in but because human beings we just see you know we get used to what our what limitations are there and we just say it's impossible to do this and somebody else says I think you're wrong I think it is possible and I, I think what your your excuses you're giving me, I know they make sense to you. You believe them, but they're I don't. There's no laws of physics that are forcing this to be true. And if you're not willing to, yeah. you know, you know, f do better, then I'll find someone else to do it. I mean, you know, I, that's totally fine. It's like, you know, um, you know, look, I, I <laughs> there, there. So that's, you know. He he clearly has the capacity to be a dick, right? And if he acted that way to me, I'd think he was a fucking dick. And I'd say the guy's an asshole and we're talking to me, right? You know? Um <laughs> Yeah. So but it doesn't change the the fact that he has been right many, many, many times about technical solutions that things could be faster simpler better and everybody else said no and, and and they didn't get resolved until we just got rid of them and got people in who could do it now he there were some times when he probably fired people and he didn't need to right the the solar yeah, city and there happened. were a few times but it's like that 10 sometimes if you continually take this 
approach of like, look, I am not going to accept no when I believe we can do this. And if you can't, if you say you can or not, I'm just going to find some else. I, I mean, if, if you, if you're unwilling to, if he, if that's your operating principle, then you're going to overdo it. Sometimes you'd be wrong. And he's, he, he admits he's done it wrong, but as an overall strategy, it's a, been a highly successful strategy. Right. I mean, I think, yeah. And that's what he said too, is like so many people in, in these corporations are just nice. They're nice people. They're polite people, right? They have good manners, but they don't get anything done. It's like, Parag, whatever the guy who was running Twitter. I mean, he was the ultimate, like, nice guy. He wasn't going to get anything done. He was just going to sit up there and collect his $10 million a year paycheck, and he wasn't going to do shit. But he was going to be a nice guy. Right? I mean, what a joke. Right? These guys are paid millions of dollars a year, and all they're trying to do is, is, keep, make, is keep things nice and smooth so that their lives are easy. I think a lot of them are like that. And you know, he's a bull in a china shop, right? I mean, he's, uh, I don't know. Um, what was I going to say about that, too? I had other thought about it. Um, yeah, but it's like, it's kind of interesting. It's like his, his interpersonal skills are rough. And he, he, like I said, he has the ability to be a jerk, but he's delivered amazing results. And you think of all these people who have, worked in the government and started all these wars, Iraq war and the war on terror and all stuff. And I bet those people are really nice people. If you met them in person, they'd be really nice. They probably don't yell, they don't yell, they never raise their voice. They've never been mean to a, uh, an employee or, an, or anyone, a staffer. But they got millions of people killed. But they were nice, right? I think I think interpersonal sort of niceness is a little um it's uh it's given too much value i think i think the end it's, it's overrated over, right. it's overrated you know and i, I mean and I, and i'm someone who i don't like to have rough relationships with people i don't like to I, you know i don't you know i always think you should treat people with respect and whatever but at the same time i just gets it just rubs me the wrong way when when you know you just all these people who are like in government, for instance, and have done all these horrible things on both sides, Republicans and Democrats, as an example, who work in the government for administration or administration are just are nice people, but get they cause all these horrible things to happen. You know, they're fine. They're, they're, you, you know, but but Elon Musk, because he fired some people because they couldn't come up with a simpler solution for the Raptor engine. And, you know, he's a big meanie. Give me a break. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. So it's like uh, people, need, Any people shows? need to toughen up. Um, so, well, anyway, I would just say um, for, for, for those uh, people in the audio book listeners, the, the fellow walkers, um, once you get done with Elon Musk, um, listen to the John, John Romero's tomb guy. It's, um, it's not as good. Like the Elon Musk one, right? I mean, it's like you're, you want to like constantly take walks, right? Cause it's so good. You're like, Oh, right. Justin, are you background? I mean, you're not even listening. Yeah. I'm, back, no, no, I'm right. Not. Well, yeah, you are. I can see your background in me. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm writing down John. I'm writing down the notes. John Romero, Doom back. guy that you there just were, said. Okay, so so he's a good antidote. So if you get off in, because if you have the different reaction to me, rather than saying, you know, Jason's wrong, Elon Musk is an asshole. I hate him. Go listen to John Romero. He's a nice guy. He's a really nice guy. I mean, he's just you know they started a game company. They did you know, Captain Keen and 
Dangerous Dave and Doom and Quake. And, you know, it's, I mean, this is low stakes compared to the, you know, SpaceX and Tesla stuff. Um, but it's, it's sort of, uh, it's interesting. It's, it's autobiographical. It's him reading it. And he's, he's a pretty mm. kind of nerdy guy. So his intonations are always off. It's like someone, you, you could just see, like, it's almost like a, a, a high school student had written their own, had written their own, you know, whatever story and they don't read it in front of the class. Like that's what sounds when he's reading it. You're just like, okay, but it's uh it's sort of endearing in that way. So I, I'd recommend it. But if I, if I gave Elon Musk the book, I'd give it like a four, six out of five stars. The, the, the Twitter stuff was a little, um, Isaacson's take on some of the stuff I thought was a little, uh, biased and a little dumb. If it had stopped before the Twitter stuff. Yeah. It would have been really well, good. The problem is with the Twitter stuff is that it just happened and we all know everything that happened. So we're kind of like, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah, I know. I know. Like, you know about everyone who's been listening to our show, even just us talking about it. But of course, everybody's reading it in other places. They know, they're going to know 70% or 80% of what happened. There's some internal things that are happening or whatever. But we all know about the Twitter files. We all know about the firings. We all know about the Prague thing. We know about the how he made the offer and how to get out and the SEC. You know, we already know it. It's like, and it just happened. So we're just kind of like, you know, it's so fresh. Like, I don't want to hear about it again. Well, it just, it just, exactly. It just goes to show, like, historians... There's a fine line between historians being in history in the mm -hmm. moment and actually sort of uncovering it by talking to people and finding stuff. So it's it like it's better the uncovering talking to people by finding the stuff because then you get more polished gems, there's less cruft. It's the same way as like when we commit stuff to memory, we commit important stuff. We don't remember incidentals. Yeah. So the problem is is he was there during all the incidentals, so all the incidentals are in the book. So it's like a very polished book that then goes into the Twitter stuff and all of a sudden it's like, blah, 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 blah. It's unpolished. That's the reason why I didn't like it. It just shifted. That, that, tr that true. The other thing too, is you can remember, uh, Isaacson ran CNN for years, right? And yeah. he ran the Aspen Institute. So he's, he's very much on the, on the progressive side of the aisle. So, you know, um, you know, thing at one point he makes, he's like, oh, you know, the whole, you know, he said, oh, the lab leak, you know, engaging conspiracy theory. I'm like, dude, the lab leak is like almost guaranteed to be what happened now. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's like, you're an idiot. Yes. Like, <laughs> you know, catch up. That was just like, you know, this, that should have been corrected, you know? And so it's just sort of like, you could see where um, his, he's, he sits, right? Or he's. His tribe, his bias, you know, yeah. what tribe he's in. So he, he, he kind of was, um, he was telling the, um, the Twitter thing in particular with a little bit of his, of his, uh, holding his nose, you know, yeah. as opposed to the rest of the stuff seemed like, yeah, like, wow, like, you know, you're talking about his, you know, Musk's dysfunctional behaviors, which we'd all agree, like, yeah, that's, that's kind of, Musk is acting kind of crazy. I won't, you know, but it, it kind of went off. Um, I, I thought it was his, his bias just shown through a little too much on the, at the end, but it was still good. So I get four, I get a four, six out of five. But here's the thing yeah. Elon Musk isn't done. Someone's gonna have to write. No. Like, that's this, this is again another 15 years of 20 years of this. It's gonna make it. An amazing, I guess, single movie or series of movies. <laughs> I mean, this this is what I'm saying. Like th this is what I'm talking about. Like, um, what did I call it? Um, like, 
peak life peak life incidents like you know like an elvis biopic versus a musk biopic it's like that normal people normal famous people didn't fit as much into their life <laughs> No, <laughs> so the, it's like you need a series like yeah. you need a five-hour movie to, to do the most yeah but this whole thing is gonna have to i mean there's uh, it, that's it's a weird bit of biography of a guy who's like you know halfway through his you know his reign yeah. i mean he's you know he's he's what four, he's like 53 i think he he's gonna be really heavily doing stuff um for at least another 15 to 20 years yeah i mean think about yeah. think about buffett warren buffett and munger yeah. they're like 90 93 yep. and they're still doing stuff um so it's not like everyone just turns 65 or 70 and then they just you know get a vacation home in florida and disappear and not especially people like musk that's not happening so this is like the first half of the book <laughs> you know. yeah first half um but that's All i right. think that's it um you gotta roll right it's quitting it's quitting time yep i've, I've got, the, got text. the text all right okay yeah all right that's a wrap we're out